I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines. Penguins were 3-0 winners last night against the Winnipeg Jets. PPG Paints Arena, Tristan Jari, league-leading sixth shutout of the season. Goals from Chris Letang, Jeff Carter, and Brian Russ, the last two on the power play. Push the Pens to 53 points. It's five out of a playoff spot. It was Mike Sullivan's 800th game behind the bench. Jake Gensel's 500th. NHL game. Winners are two in a row. Pitt basketball faces NC State tonight in Raleigh to begin the first of a three-game set on the road. Pitt is tied for eighth in the ACC and five and six in the conference. Headlines are Power Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more, go to 937thefan.com. It's the Cook and Joe Show. Here we go. We really do need to change the music, Ron. Joe Kopp was right the other day that it's still the same as when he worked here. What are we doing? There's only one person to blame for that. City limits. No, no. Ballsy? Ballsy. He's the one that was going to. He did change it, and then these guys changed it back. Yeah, like we know how to do that, I'm sure. You don't know how to change the music? Not how to change it back from what Folsey programmed it to be. I blame Folsey. Totally. He had hours to work on it, and then he blew it. I'm eating a piece of licorice, and it won't go away. Yeah, I know. You're struggling over that. Yeah. I didn't want to die. How are you this morning, Joe? I'm good. How are you, Ron? My daughter got in yesterday. Um, we went to the hockey game last night. It w- uh, we had a very nice time. Saw a good game. Penguins. Very good game. That's a Jari six shutout already. Six leads the league. And they needed they needed one, and it was uh, it was fun. We had a good time. Anytime I do anything with her, I always say we have this little saying. I go, "What was the best part?" And she always says, "Being with you." And I always say that too. What's the best part, Dad? Being with you. That's great. So and you have, got a good game. I know you've gotten game. some bad. Last year, you got a bad game, right? Yeah, we've got a few bad ones. Well, I have to believe that people saw you in the stands and wished you well. I Am I right? Few, I had some people do that. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. Got a couple guys walked up the aisle and shook my hand and wished me well. Plus, I you know I know all the security people and you know those those people were very gracious. Did they make an announcement at the game? Uh, no, no. I don't. I, I wouldn't have liked that. Really? I wouldn't have liked that. No. That had booze. I should, have, been, I should have called them and made sure they did that. There would have been booze for me. They could have had a video like they do for the players I, of I, you pacing. I, <laughs> no, I could have waved from my seat, you know. <laughs> you pacing after a column, some other highlights, you in the studio with me, us yelling at each other. This is the second last opening, Ron. It is. We got one more of these left. How do you feel right now? Feel are you good. feeling it yet? Or are you feeling, no, what are no, you feeling? I, I feel really good right now. I'm, I, I'm really worried about getting through tomorrow already. Yeah. But uh, I, I told you off the air, I just talked to Joe Gordon, um, the Steelers' longtime PR guy, just the best there's ever been in this city. He goes back to Chuck Knoll in the 70s. Yeah. And he said he and his wife, Babe, uh, vacationed every year at Fort Myers Beach before the pandemic. And he just said, you're going to love the area. And I was saying, I said, how's retirement? He goes, it's tremendous, tremendous. He's been like retired 27 years. I wow. Think he said. So we'll see. We'll see. Well, you don't think the treats and tributes are going to stop, do you, Ron? <laughs> this is Off the Top brought to you by JP Roofing and Siding. And man, coming up at 11 o'clock, we have yet another of Ron's all time. In fact, we're we're stocked today. Not stocked like we were Monday. Nothing could ever approach Nothing that as far as could ever approach that. Sheer volume. But we have four or five treats for you today, Ron. And one of them is the big boy, Mark Caballi will be along at twelve thirty. My God, I completely forgot about him. 
And Jay will be along at noon today. Yes, he will. Perfect time for him to talk about a game, actually. It, it seemed like it was forever. Uh, how about that hit in the game on Achari? That was unbelievably Someone bad. described it to me as like a car accident where one person was being reckless and the other wasn't paying attention at all. It was just crazy. He, he, he tried to take his head off and nearly did. I mean, what's the league in it? Two games, probably. Isn't yeah. that what the league wants to get rid of? Yeah. Those kind of plays. Yeah. I mean, I've seen worse than that. It was just kind of weird. I don't know if the word is sneaky or it was a strange hit. You know what I, I mean? Saw a helmet go flying. I know. And it was. He, it and was when he tried to get up and went back down. It was pretty scary. That's why you can't measure intent. You just have to penalize the hit. I was surprised they didn't go back and show the the hit by Brendan Dillon where he broke Bluger's jaw. Yeah, you remember that? I do. I expected I, I do. to see that clip. I, I I didn't see it, but he's got a bit of a history. Well, Doesn't now, that factor in a suspension? I, you, you would think so. I don't know. Was he suspended for the Bluger hit? I don't know. Uh, no, I think I heard Phil Bork say that he doesn't even think it was a penalty on the play on Bluger. So really, uh, I don't know. I I just I I watched that hit and and it's one of those plays where you cringe. I mean, it, it it took almost took the guy's head off. When you saw his helmet go flying like that, I'm trying to think now. Obviously, he had his wars with the Penguins when he was with the Capitals. We get that. What is his suspension history? Do you know it off the top of your head, Ron? I, I, I do not. That's up for the <laughs> that's for the beat guy. He should know that. Uh, Dylan suspended one game for slashing uh, Madison Bowie. Bowie. I don't know what the hell his name is. Um, it doesn't look like he has a long history of it anyway. Well, he should add he's gonna to get, it. He's probably going to get a couple games. He should add to it with this one. That's for yeah, sure. I think he will. I think he will actually get get a suspension for this, but I don't think it'll be lengthy. And he was once boarded by Zach Cassian, and Cassian got three game a three-game suspension. So he's been on the I other mean, I'm end all, of it. I mean, I'm all for hitting and rough play and physical play, but that was just a real cheap-ass shot last night. I mean, I've seen worse, though, haven't you? Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the, the, yeah, of course. But that still was real cheap. Yeah. It was, it, I guess sneaky might be a pretty good word for it. And then the Penguins in general come up with a nice win. And I thought oh. uh, the accounts of the game were accurate. I was reading Josh Yoey this morning saying the Penguins just seem to be more effective in low-scoring conservative games. I mean, it's. It's against their nature, but it's true. And also something almost miraculous happened last night. They scored two goals on the power play. Yeah. A five on, on Dylan's five-minute match, um, you know, major penalty. They scored two goals. Who, who could have believed that? Well, that's going to be the whole difference. I think they're going to make the playoffs if they stay relatively healthy. Well, the, I the, do. Their goaltending is what's killed them these last number of years. And it's a pretty good strength because, you know, Jari. In the playoffs, yes, it has. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Jari, no one will ever believe Jari until he does it in the playoffs. But he's been damn good most of the year. He's, he's had, a good regular season he, goalie. He's had a, he I, is. I think he's been benched in three or four games. But yeah. He's still he won a little more consistency, but he's good. And I think uh, Nijelkovic has been outstanding. Yeah, it looks like Kyle Dubas got it right with uh, with his goalies, but in particular Jari. And I'm not. We won't know for sure it, until and if they until get the in the playoffs. playoffs. I get that, but the first bet he made was that Jari would return healthy and be a good regular season goalie. Because you remember, a lot of us had questions about that uh, talk hand, of a chronic hip injury, my things hand like is that. Waved. I I trashed the uh, signing. So. 
I was okay with signing him, just not for that long and that much money. But, you know, if that's what it took, he looks right. I'll say that. Dubas looks right. His first bet was that this guy could come back, that that there were no chronic injuries, and that he would give them a chance to win in the regular season. And he's winning that bet in a big way, right? Yep. Especially when you look at it relatively to teams like the Devils and several others who are who, who desperately need goaltending. And they don't have it, and the Penguins do. You know who else I thought looked really good last night is Latang. I think he's playing really, really good Yeah, he's good having hockey. a really good year. I mean, he got the goal last night, but beyond that, he's just, you know, he'll make the occasional play that you go, what's he doing? But, man, I think he's cut those way back this year, way back. I think he's making the right play most of the time. That goal he scored last night was beautiful. Not a lot of defensemen scored that. Backhander like goal. that? Huh? Yeah. That looked like Sid, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Jari and Nedeljkovic are both in the top 10 in save percentage. Uh, their goaltending, for the most part, has been outstanding. It might be as good as almost any goaltending duo this side of Boston, Ron. Yep. Seriously. I know. I mean, I they've, they've been really good together. And if that keeps up, or even close to then that. you got a chance. And you then got you and got, he, you got to get the power play going. And last night showed exactly what you need with your power play, which is it's a tight game. It's one nothing. You don't score there on a five-minute advantage. And all of a sudden, the whole game, all the momentum swings back toward Winnipeg. Instead, you essentially put the game away. You did. Which is what you should do with that kind of talent. Absolutely. And it took them a while. I think I think they went three and a half minutes without a goal, and they got two in the last minute and a half, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, and in the meantime, there was another big development in the NHL last uh, night. Ah, yeah. Penguin-related, and that was the Edmonton Oilers. Their streak stops at 16. Vegas both, beat them. We both predicted we bo- both games last say, night. We, we both predicted both games. We were 4-0, and Ron. Uh, I, you know, Vegas obviously is a tremendous team, and you knew – uh, they just couldn't win forever. Can't win forever. And uh, that was uh, you know, so the Penguins' record is seven. That was ninety-three, right? Seventeen. Yes. Tied the last game against New Jersey. There was no chance to win it because it was a tie. And we had Jay Caulfield on last week. We probably will ask him today what he thought about the Oilers not getting it, and he said it took something out of us going into the play. It was right yeah. before the playoffs. Yeah. And he said it maybe if. Some guys would have rested a little bit, and it took something out of them. But uh, what a streak by the Oilers, man. Remember, when it, right before they fired the coach, we were thinking, man, this team's dead in the water. They fired the coach, and all of a sudden, on a roll. Well, and, the crazy thing is. And McDavid and Dreisaitl were looking like McDavid and Dreisaitl, too. Yeah, they won 16 games in a row, and they're still not safe for playoff-wise. That's, That's how, how bad, bad their were. start was. Right, right. And they're still way far away from the likes of the Canucks. So even with that 16-game streak. But guess who I talked to this morning, Ron, about that streak Who did you talk to? One Scotty Bowman, first thing in the morning today. First of all, i got to ask you, how is he? Still sharp? Sharp as a tack. He's got to be like upper 80s. 90. Is he 90? He's 90. Oh, man. And you're going to visit him. You know why? Why? He lives in Sarasota, Florida. Does he? Yes, he does. Did you tell him I'm moving down? I didn't. I know We Scott. had a very I mean, short conversation, I, but I'm sure that I you're going to see Scotty him. And, and, and I covered Scotty, and I know he remembers me. We've talked Go have that. a hot toddy with Scotty, oh, Ron. Oh, man. A hot Scotty. Hot Scotty. I, I, I was wondering how he was doing because I, I, 90. 
90 and you said still sharp as a tack. Oh, it was it was a great conversation that went everywhere from his memories of Michelle Briere because he's coming to Pittsburgh in 10 days for the auger ceremony. Oh, is he? Yeah. So he was asking me which jerseys are retired, and then he had memories of Briere, had memories of uh, the Flyers' 35 or 36-game unbeaten streak. But I wanted to know from him, the greatest winner in hockey history, if that streak means anything. And the first thing was, this was early in the morning today, he wasn't aware of it. He wasn't aware of whether they won last night or not. Oh, okay. So he says, what happened last night? Right away. It, it, I said, it mattered. It mattered to him. I said, Edmonton lost. And he said, oh, I didn't know. You just gave me good news. Oh, isn't that fun? Yeah. And then we had a great conversation Does about. Does he think it took anything out of that team? No. He doesn't. No. Neither did Kevin Stevens. Okay. He said, you know. Um, Jay did, but not I know, two. and so does Larry Murphy and others. I, and that was the gist of the column, is that I get what happened <clears throat> Excuse me. afterwards. I get it. That was the big news by far. They had a chance to, to make themselves immortal. They had a chance at a dynasty, and they got upset by the Islanders. But as Scotty said, one, we outplayed them. We didn't get any breaks. Two, The Islanders kind of had the Penguins' number for all of franchise history. I don't think a lot of people know. The Islanders won three of the last four meetings uh, between them and the Penguins that season. Three of four. I didn't realize that. They they, they just had their number. Now, they didn't. I know Pierre Turgeon did not play until game seven. True. And he was their big star. No doubt. The gold scorer. And he didn't play until game seven, Joe. But, you know, I truly believe I covered that game. I was there. And I, I'd have bet my house. I think Talkett and was it Talkett and Francis that scored in the yeah, last minute yeah, it or was. so yeah. to tie it. Right, it goes to overtime, and then Volick beats Barrasso. But I truly believe if Kevin Stevens' face wasn't shattered like a potato chip in that game, yeah. they'd have won it. Yeah, I and think also I, it took a lot of the air out of the arena. Mario was also really banged up in that series. I was just talking to somebody, somebody else. Was that Casparitis that. that beat the heck out of him? He did, yeah, and I think he was already hurt going into the series. No excuses. They beat the Penguins, but I guess my overall point is, okay, that happened, and it's just the timing of the winning streak. Ron, it makes it one of the most forgotten and I think in some ways like disrespected and even disparaged streaks in the history of sports. They've been playing hockey for 108 years, and nobody has won 17 games in a row. Nobody. And still, nobody else has. Still, nobody. 108 years, nobody has won 17 games. They won 17 games in 32 days. Guess how many goals Mario had in those 32 days? Uh, Either, I'm going to say two or about 20-some. 27. Uh, Yeah. The way you phrased it, (laughs) I I knew it was going to be either really low and it would never be really low with Mario. 27. 27 goals in 32 days. <laughs> and then, and then you know, I mean, you look at UCLA. 88. 88 games. Oklahoma Sooners, 47 games in football. L.A. Lakers, 33. New England Patriots, 21. These are the greatest streaks in the history of pro sports. The Penguins is right there. One reason it's, you know, people don't have it at the tip of their tongues is because hockey still is kind the, of a neat the, sport. The NHL is not on the level. I mean, at least popularity-wise of the other sports. And the other is that they didn't finish the deal. But somebody, 
Somebody needs to cherish this streak. And if it's just me and Scotty Bowman, that's good enough for me. That went, it sounds like you made his day. Oh, we had a great, a fun talk. He had been living, I thought he was still in Buffalo. He's like, no, I'm out of there. I'm in Sarasota now. But could he's coming here for the Yager thing. Could you imagine if he'd have been there on the <laughs> when the Steelers got the game postponed? Who lives in Buffalo other than Bink and Evie? I think they might be the last ones left. And uh, I think that's that, great that he's coming back for that too, Yager. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's pumped I got to think Mario's going to be there. I, just, I think he will be. I'll be shocked if he isn't. Yeah, I think he will be. Uh, this is something Jake that you don't might miss. might be able to inform us on that a little better today, too. Yeah, I think the last time we asked him, he said he had a feeling that Mario would be, which is about Jay as knows. inside as you can Jay get. Jay knows. And I'm fascinated, Ron, with winning streaks anyway. I love streaks. I love them. And losing streaks, by the way. I remember that. I remember Dwight Clay hitting that shot to break UCLA's streak. I remember, I think it was Curry Kirkpatrick who wrote the story in Sports Illustrated. I must have read that story a hundred times. And then Mike White did a story on him in the Post-Gazette two weeks ago. Yes. On the anniversary. We had Mike on talking about it. 88 games. I remember that game watching it. Yeah. I remember that. So do I. And, and, I mean, Bill Walton and John Wooden. Bill Walton. And John Wooden, and they beat him. And a young Digger Phelps was the coach of uh, Notre Dame. Dwight Clay from Fifth Avenue in the Hill District. Right. That's pretty much where he made the shot from, too. Uh, I mean, it was it was incredible. It was incrinculent. Yes, it was incrinculent. And here's what I remember, too. It's my unofficial official start in sports writing, because that story by Curry Kirkpatrick, I believe, what he did. Tremendous so writing. captured my imagination that I sat down at my parents' typewriter in those days. Right. And I wanted to know, even at my relatively young age, what what is it like? What How is his brain working to put the words together like that? So I typed his story, Ron, at word for word, just to feel what it was like to type those words together. And then there was... That is so cool. Yeah, it was great. And then I've told you, I remember Bino Cook, his favorite winning streak was 1940s era Notre Dame football. They won 38 games in a row, and it was his opinion that Frank Leahy was the greatest coach of all time. I said, well, what do you mean? He said, well, the joke was they'd ask his players, what's Leahy like when you lose? (laughs) And they told him, I don't know, we never lose. We never lose. (laughs) Now, you like, how about losing streaks? Fascinated. I I believe my alma mater still has the record in college football. Northwestern. I Do want they? to say it was 33. They lost 33 games in a row, I believe. And it started maybe right at the end of my time there. You just reminded me. Is it 33? Am I right? I'm going to check that. Now, but... I got to tell you a quick story about yeah. that. Uh, a guy that became my best friend, Bill Jarvis, unfortunately just passed a couple years ago. He was the equipment manager. You see all this Northwestern shirts and stuff I wear? He gave it all to me. Jackets, everything. Yeah. He started his first six years there. Are you ready? Are you ready? It included the 33-game losing streak. I, I, I think I'm right on with the record. Three, 62, and one. <laughs> that sounds like you, Jackson. Three, 62, and one. That's almost not survivable, and there was a th- just well, emotionally. I think, yeah, I'm not talking I, yeah. about getting fired. I Like, how do you live through that? But yet he was around, and he got to see him go to Pasadena in that purple grass in the end zone. I mean, I mean if you'd asked me back then or him, 
would you ever think Northwestern would get to a Rose Bowl? And, I mean, I, I got to cover that. I was there. And I went down like a lot of other Northwestern grads. There were so many in the press box. They had us all gather in the back for a picture. And I went down on the field with a couple other guys before and pulled up a little bit of the purple grass and put yeah. it in like a plastic bag. Yes. Don't know what happened to it over the years. But purple grass in Pasadena. I'd have never. But three sixty-two and one. That is like Hugh Jackson, who I believe was two one thirty-one and one. One thirty-one and one over two years. I don't think he had a tie. I think he was one and thirty-one. That's right. Was, one because that would be an extra game, right? right. One, one and thirty-one. Right. Yeah. And, and that, I remember that, his quote: he, <laughs> "Nobody else could have gone one and thirty-one with this team." <laughs> That's what he said. I know. I remember that. Oh my god. Sammy Coates beat him for God's sakes. There's something captivating. About streaks. There just is losing and winning. And you just reminded me, guess who has the longest losing streak in NHL history? Penguins? The Penguins. Yeah. They're tied with the Sabres at 18 games. My kid played on a softball team one year that went 5-55. and 55. <laughs> And there's something, there's just something entrancing about it. Like, well, what oh, my we, God, we're never going to win. You mentioned a flyer. What was it like 0-39 and 4 against them? 0-39 and 3? The entire decade in, of the 80s. In Philly, yeah. right? In yeah, Philly. in Philly. And the Bills didn't beat the Dolphins in the entire decade of the 70s, playing them twice a year, a decade. I bet they didn't beat the Patriots too many times. The Patriots had a long streak. In the, the but, but the Steelers did break the Patriots streak of yeah, 21 yeah, games ben, in a row. Ben, was it Halloween? I want to say right around been, there. I think it might have been Halloween. Yeah. Ben had a big game in that game, right? Yes, he did as a rookie. Outplayed uh, Brady. That's right. One of the few times. Uh, anyway, Ron. There, you know, we've talked about this before, at least from our point, what we do writing and talking about sports. Yeah. It's better if you have a great team or a horrendous team. Yes. What is worse is the 500 team right in the middle. The mushy, they're just, mushy middle. They're totally boring, right? Basically. Yeah. And if you're great, you're never boring. And if you're really, really bad, you're not boring either. I mean, the Penguins are the all-time example in the history of pro sports that you just don't want to spend time in the middle. You want to be great or you want to be horrible so you can be great again. Right. You want to intentionally lose games so you can get Mario Lemieux, and you want to be on the verge of that or close to that so you have a chance at Sidney Crosby. And the three, four Penguins lost 18 games in a row. That's what begets Sidney Crosby. Begot. Begotten. Begetted. Begetted. <laughs> we got what you mean. Limits? What is, what's the proper word there? Begat, right? Begat. Yeah, thank Maybe. you. Yeah. Maybe. He doesn't know I either. Think. He's just a, uh, How are you today? In. You, you've walked into history here. It's Ron Cook's second last show. You're going to be with us tomorrow? Yeah, that's going to be. How do you feel right now? Are you a little nervous? This is history. A little bit, yeah, because I know how much it means to Ron and make sure that everything goes 100% right. And the, what you've done uh, this you, week has been you you know, got, really incredible. Yeah, so. it's been really incredible. And you, you'll be great tomorrow, I can tell you that, City Limits. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> Ron, I thought about this, but he's not going for it. Uh, the The play on words, of course, is Austin City Limits, but also there's a school called Austin P, right? Yeah. So he, I was thinking he didn't want to hear that. Just P or Mr. P? It's P-E-A-Y, right? right. Yeah, it is. But it's pronounced P. Yeah, right. He wasn't going for the nickname P, and he wasn't <laughs> going for Mr. P. Is Mr. P a decent one? Yeah, I think it's decent. Should we try that, it out? No, how would that fit whatsoever? How about my dad was always like, at college, we're going to send you to Austin P because it's your name. And I was like, 
Eh. I mean, it fits. This it just joke. makes sense. Where is it? Texas? Yeah. So, anyway. I like City Limits, though. It's pretty good. I it is too. pretty good. It's pretty good. Crowley called it an elite nickname, and that means oh. a lot coming from a guy yeah. like that. Yeah. You know? I hear you. But at 11, Mr. P is going to call Mel Blunt. We're going to get him on the line. You are? Yep. I'm giving that one away You're to you, Ron. I, I no tro- surprise. I, I, they did a roast for me at Jurgles a number of years ago, and it was tremendous. And he actually showed up. He was the first guy. Yeah. And they put him on stage, and he did his little tribute for me. And he had his cowboy hat and boots like he always does. Yeah. And I've I, I've known Mel since uh, I went to his uh, youth home in Vidalia, Georgia. Back, he was still playing, and he was running in those. He had a, His family owned like 2,000 acres of onion fields, and he would run in that hot heat. And uh, I've since gone to his boy's home down in Washington County. Uh, he's just one of my all-time favorites. I know you've gotten text from him. I got one from him yesterday to confirm this, and it's a little icon of a guy in a cowboy him basically in a cowboy yeah 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 yeah, instead of sending a thumbs up he sends that (laughs) with the guy giving a thumbs up it's tremendous when we go to a break i'm gonna did i show you the video him riding his horses oh i gotta show you i gotta i want to see that i I, it's he's 75 years old and the strength he he rides those cutting horses where you know they they go from side to side like there's right and you gotta you gotta control them yeah I'll send it. I'll show it to you. I can't wait to talk to Mel. You know what his nickname was? Players called him Soup, short for Super. Oh man, and he was Super four different times, as I recall. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia Peters Township. Visit him at SouthHillsKia.net. We'll take a look at the upcoming Super Bowl next. I got a couple things to ask Ron about that, like where is Patrick Mahomes' place in history, even going into the game, and where will it be? with a win and maybe an MVP award. Now, fan hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, providing trusted plumbing and HVAC service for over 50 years. Text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates Personal Injury Law Firm, where they always say, there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Ron. Joe, I got to get my glasses on here. Um, it is February. We're almost a third of the way through it. It's a month for love. And if you would love a new truck, then Sun Chevy on Route 19 in McMurray is the place to go. Well-qualified buyers can get a 2023 or 2024 Silverado 1500 for 2.9% APR for 72 months when you finance with GM Financial. That's a deal you definitely can love. Terms and conditions at sunchevy.com, and maybe you don't want a truck. Okay, you and your special someone can discover other new opportunities together in any new Chevrolet. Remember, Sun Chevy carries all major brands of tires, custom wheel packages, and a full line of GM accessories in their parts department. But, you know, the biggest benefit of uh, Sun Chevy is their people. Over 500 years of combined experience serving their customers They'll keep your GM vehicle looking and running like new. Shop online, their online catalog at sunchevy.com or visit Sun Chevy on Route 19 in McMurray. It's just five miles south of South Hills Village. And you also can go to sunchevy.com to find the trucker car you will love. Chevrolet, find new roads. I'm Austin Bechtel with your Fed Headline. Super Bowl Sunday between the Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco 49ers, and Las Vegas at 6.30. You can hear the game right here on 93.7 The Fan. Westwood One's coverage 
begins at 2 p.m. Pitt basketball tonight against NC State and Raleigh. It's the first of three straight road games for Pitt. Panthers are 5-6 and six in the ACC. And the Pens, 3 nothing winners last night against the Winnipeg Jets. Tristan Jari recorded his league-high six shutout of the season. Headlines are proud by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more, go to 937thefan.com. All right, Ron, let's go out to the Sullivan Super Service Fan Hotline where we find the host of the Daily Tip, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to check out the Daily Tip podcast. For more of Chelsea's analysis, just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcasts. Chelsea, I hear there's a little football game happening in Vegas this weekend, so you're the perfect person to have on. Give us some good bets. Oh, yes. We had uh, somebody who works for the front office for BetMGM come on our show this morning, said it's going to be the biggest or the single biggest event for betting, uh, probably in the history of betting, just Mm. because more states have been legalizing it. It is increasingly popular. We've got the Taylor Swift, you know, behemoth looming over the game as well. So it's set to be a big matchup. So let's get into some of the bets. Chelsea, before the- before you do, is it, does it being in Vegas have anything to do with that too or not? Um, I don't think so. I okay. think that more signifies, you know, the NFL's willingness to, you know, get in bed with betting. Because okay. it's been pretty, you know, under the table for a while. So good relations between the NFL and betting. I am happy to see it. Okay. What do you got? All right, let's start with the side. I think this is the trickiest part. And you've got to remember, this is going to be the sharpest line of the entire season because of the handle that's going to be involved. The sports books are not inclined to lose a bunch of money. But right now we're seeing a mass majority of the bets on the Chiefs getting the two points. I think I would lean there. Everything on paper says the Chiefs are going to win this one. And you look at Patrick Mahomes as an underdog in his career. Boy, has he been cash money. 10-1-1 and one against the spread when getting points. And we just saw it last year in the Super Bowl when he was getting points. What happened there? Uh, but when it comes to sports betting, it's similar to the stock market. And this is where you have to be careful. Because hasn't everything been going right for the Chiefs in this recent stretch? And you look at the Niners, they're not limping into the Super Bowl, but they haven't played their best stretch. So it just kind of makes me wonder if we see a dud of a game from the Chiefs, and the sports books just raking all this money on the Niners. I would still lean towards the Chiefs as far as the side goes. How about MVP? MVP. Well, uh, Patrick Mahomes is your favorite, plus 125. I feel like you might as well just take the Chiefs on the money line uh, at even money as opposed to that. The most bets are on Travis Kelsey, though. This is the single most bet in MVP over at Ben MGM. He is 14 to 1. Just kind of goes with the theme of the year. Him and Taylor Swift, and of course, his resurgence in the postseason but if you like the Niners to win I feel like Christian McCaffrey plus 450 to win MVP is actually the better value on your dollar uh, just because he is going to be heavily involved in this game it almost seems like the situation where we had Cooper Cup in in the Super Bowl normally this is a quarterback uh, award but as opposed to the regular season MVP I feel like they will be more willing to give it to a position player it's kind of built into the fact that he's had such a great season so Christian McCaffrey, MVP, plus 450 if you like the Niners. And I don't think there's a great call really on the Chiefs side. I think you just take them on the money line. Chelsea, I got to ask you, what are, there, are there any Taylor Swift stuff out there, props? I, there's got to be. I've seen them, right? I mean, do you have anything along those lines? 
Oh, yes. There's plenty of bets. You can bet on what color she's wearing coming to the game. You can bet on, you know, if they're going to get engaged after the game. I myself will not be betting on any of those. I feel like since I'm a millennial woman, everybody assumes that I know everything about Taylor Swift. I don't. These are not things that are offered at BetMGM either. But I'll give you one more on the layout. I know you're probably trying to wrap this up. Brock Purdy over his rushing prop, I think it's 12 and a half. Mm. What a low number for somebody who just went over 50 rushing yards in his last time out. Somebody who is not necessarily athletic, uh, as, as athletic as, say, Lamar Jackson is, but a shifty runner. And the Chiefs have been giving up a lot of rushing yards to opposing quarterbacks. Each of the last three quarterbacks they've faced have gotten this number. Even Tua Tungavailoa, uh, I think, had over 20 rushing yards. So Brock Purdy in the biggest game of his life, I expect him to run for a couple first downs. That's good stuff, and we appreciate it, Chelsea. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having me, and happy retirement to Ron. Uh, After all of these years uh, of taking calls, uh, you know, the one about – I heard one where somebody was like, T.J. Watt, is he even that good? I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> Good luck to you, Ron. You deserve to relax. Thanks, Chelsea. Appreciate it. We've enjoyed you all football season. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Chelsea Messenger, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. She just scared me with something she said. Everybody's betting on the Chiefs. That always tells me to go the other way. I wouldn't bet on this because I could never bet against Mahomes. I can't. I can't. I just can't. But that scares me. Now I'm wondering if the, if the 49ers are going to win and cover. Insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Yeah, that's a good point. But, Ron, we're here to celebrate you as well this week, and I believe we have a couple of callers before we get to the general who really wanted to talk to you. Go ahead, City Limits. Ron's good buddy, Jacko. Jacko. Hey, Jacko, how are you? Hey. Hey, Cookie, happy retirement. You know, I was thinking back, and, you know, when we first met, it was back in San Francisco, one of your favorite towns. The yep. lights went out in Candlestick that weekend. We met at a little Irish pub next to the Buena Vista. You remember that, the Irish coffees. But, you know, you're with Bouchette and Collier. That's the first week, uh, first time we met. And when I got back home that uh, from that weekend, I called in to you and Vinny, and that's when it all started back. I think it was 2011. But, you know, I'm going to miss you every time we come back to Pittsburgh and we meet up and the baseball season come up. I'll miss that conversation. And, you know, Jenny O and I were saying that, uh, you know, if we get to Fort Myers, we're going to be looking. Yeah, well, but you I gotta better. Ask- you got my number. You better look me up, Jacko. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got to ask you, Cookie, too. Are you finally going to tell us when your birthday is? Jimmy O and I have been trying to figure that no, out. No, it's, it's, it's an irrelevant day, Jacko. <laughs> hey, thanks for calling, man, and we will definitely be in touch, okay? Uh, good luck, Cookie, and uh, hey, I'll still be calling the show, Joe. All right. I appreciate it, Jacko. See you, Jacko. Thank you very See much. You Jacko came into the studio, did a number of shows. He, when did he, he came into Pittsburgh, he came in for – do a 15, 20-minute segment. Sounds like you met him for a hot toddy there in San uh, Fran. Yes? Yeah, he and his cousin Jimmy O, Jimmy Osteronic, we went to uh, Buena Vista's famous for its Irish coffees. You know, oh, my God. We, Good stuff? Tremendous, tremendous. We got another one, City Limits? Oh, we have a bunch. Here's Mike in Mount Lebanon. Mike, go ahead. Uh, I think I know who this is. It's your second favorite coach. Paulie, <laughs> wish you good luck. And to tell you, I'll miss you not as much as Michelle and uh, Amy will. But uh, 
Uh, hopefully you have a wonderful retirement and a, and a great life. What are you going to do down in Florida? Oh, uh, basically nothing. I want to try that for a while and see how it goes. You know, I'm going to let you pronounce your last name because you always say I screw it up. Tell <laughs> tell the listeners who you are. It's Mike Smianic. I was the uh, coach at Aliquippa for a long time and, uh, Ron tortured me all the time on the feed. He would come to my sidelines and torture me. I, I did. Why you call this? I did. I he I I always. This guy is like the best there's ever been. Well, I said second best after Eddie McCluskey at Farrell, you know, and that's this why he said. Compliment. He said, "I'm this." I said, "This is your second favorite coach." So, Coach Z, I hear your body's falling apart. You're having all kind of surgeries. Hey, just uh, age related, man. I'll be all right. You know, it's, uh, you recover a little bit uh, uh, longer time than you would when you're young. But uh, doing okay, you know, hips and backs and stuff like that. Nothing uh, totally serious. Well, it will be okay. I appreciate you calling, and I understand congratulations are in order, too. I can't keep track of your Hall of Fames. What are you, in the Pennsylvania Hall of Fame or WPIL now, lately? This is this is WPIL. It's coming up in, uh, in May, which is uh, quite an honor for me. Uh, it's, it's really something that uh, I appreciate your, your thoughts, and I appreciate your uh, being on the sideline with us. You can tell those stories someday. To, I will. Thanks, Coach D. See you, man. Thank you, Mike. You take care of yourself. <laughs> you know, many what are those stories, Ron? Oh, I, what I, kinds I, of he stories? He used to just have me on the sidelines. I'd, really? I'd go to games at El Equip and just and I mean, I could – it was an unbelievable world to be a part of. I, he won – I think he's the only coach – in Pennsylvania history to win a state championship, both football. He also coached basketball. Yeah. And he won both football and basketball at Aliquippa, state championships. Wow. Keep them rolling, city limits. Let's go here. Here's Patty in Tennessee. Hello, Patty. Hi. Excuse my allergies. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we got you, Patty. How are you? <laughs> well, I'm doing pretty good. It's just allergies, but... I have tried and tried to call you guys forever, but I'm glad I got hold of you. First of all, Ron, good luck and be happy, okay, honey? Thank you. <laughs> Excuse me. I just wanted to let you know, my husband, when he was sick with cancer, he passed away about ten and a half months ago, and I'm fine. But I just wanted to let you know, before his chemo and radiation, we would go and we'd come home, and he'd say, turn your Alexa on. He would smile when he heard you guys with your show. You made him smile. You made him laugh. I just wanted to thank you guys. God bless all of you. And let me tell you something else. When I when they, they came to get him at the house, there was a gentleman carried my husband out, you know, of the house, and he seen a Pittsburgh Steelers on my couch, and he said, oh, are you a Pittsburgh Steelers fan? I'm thinking, this is not the time to fight about Tom Brady. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, I'm a big Steeler fan. My husband's laying there dead as a doorknob, and he shows me all his pictures. He's been to games and everything, but I just wanted to thank both uh, of you, and Patty, I'm doing fine. You. I know where he is, are, and I know I'll see him again. And one other quick story. Are, wait, wait, uh, wait, wait. Are you from Pittsburgh? I am from Pittsburgh. I grew up in the Pittsburgh area. My husband and I did, but we moved here years ago with his work. Excuse my voice. And I went, both of us, he was went to West Allegheny, and I went to West Allegheny. So cool. Cool. I still love my Pittsburgh, but we live in Upper East Tennessee. These are the nicest 
people I think I've ever met. A lot of Steeler fans here. If I see somebody at Walmart or Food City and they have a jacket on, I run up to them <laughs> and uh-huh. I talk to them. But just one more quick story. Um, <clears throat> when I went to make his arrangements, and he had to be cremated because we had family coming from Pittsburgh and California, I went to order his flower arrangements, and I asked him if they could put a, some ribbon of the Pittsburgh Steeler colors over his urn, and she said, I'll try. And she goes, are you really a Pittsburgh Steeler fan? I go, that's the only fan to be. So I went back to this little room, and her husband, he was a big Steeler fan, and we talked a little bit. So when I got to the funeral home that day, he had all the ribbons over his urn, and a big, terrible towel. Isn't that neat? Oh, that's cool. Wow. But it was really neat. And I just wanted to call and tell you guys, you just, you used to make him laugh. He'd get get home from the chemo. He could hardly make it into the bed. So he would sit in the recliner, turn those guys on. And we would just listen to you. But you were on my bucket list, my second bucket person. So I had to call and get a hold of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And man, you made our day just your story, and I think I can speak for Joe. You you have our condolences about losing your husband, but, man, you brightened our day with what you said. Well, you guys mean a lot to me, and we were married 51 years, so it's it was a good run. You have ups and downs. You know? I know. It's been nice but, uh, talking to you, Patty. Well, you take care. God bless all of you. Thank you. You, you too. Thank you, Bye-bye. Patty. Wow. How about that, Wow. Joe? Think about that. I got another note just like that the other day. You know, we we talked to so many people, you don't realize the impact you have sometimes. Right. I think it is the fun of the show that resonates most. We can all sit here and talk about who should the Steelers' left tackle be next year. Right. But I think it's the fun that we've had that, that honestly resonates the most. I agree. City Limits, why don't you kindly tell whoever else is on the line if they could wait till a little later in the show, perhaps after Mel Blunt. We'd love to talk to them. A lot of people on hold. But we're talking to that man next, the legend, and one of Ron's favorites. Hopefully he picks up his phone in Vegas and the connection's good, Ron. I probably shouldn't have teased it. because Now we got got the general to get to here, too. Yes, we do. And before we get to Mel, we're going to get to another one of Ron's favorites, and that is the general Jeff Patton from the baseball card castle in Cranberry. Starkey's card of the week, your chance to win it, comes from going to our website, 937thefan.com, to the contesting page, Wednesday through Friday, right around noon. Hello, general. Gentlemen, good morning. How's it going there? Fantastic, and I hope you'll understand, Joe, but this week it's going to be Cook's card of the week. Well, <laughs> and I, I, I'm hoping that you have a card of Houston Astros pitcher Ron Cook. I was Ron just going to suggest it has to be that. Him. I have one at home, General, if I can give it to you. I, there's a... I have already queued up a 1972 Topps Ron Cook card. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't last long in the big leagues, but he made it. That was it. a must. He was a, uh, I knew you were going to do that. He Thank had a you. cup of coffee in the big leagues, or in this case, a mug of beer. Right, Ron? Exactly you got that right. right. I think he was a left-handed pitcher, if I'm not mistaken. He certainly was for the Houston Astros. But for the fans, we have an extra card, which is a great card, one of the best ones we've ever given in honor of Ron's last week. we got a Patrick Mahomes game-used jersey card. Ooh. It's got a swatch of Kansas City Chiefs jersey embedded into the card. And it's going to be a good one. Last week we did Purdy, so we'll do the opposing quarterback this week. 
Holy that, bird milk, Ron. He may be win his third Super Bowl and won't be surprised if he's the third MVP three time. He, we may have to duplicate him next week. You can call in from Florida, Mr. <laughs> I will do that. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it, man. Generally, it feels sad. on an exemplary career, Mr. Cook, and you have a good time in Florida. All right. We'll be in touch. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yep. You Thank guys you, General. I'll be talking to All you. Right. All right. Take care. I knew he was going to do the Ron Cook card. I knew I was. I, I'm trying to get all my stuff organized to move, and I found it. It's Did they hilarious. ever do sports cards of Pittsburgh media personalities? Was that ever a thing? I don't think so. I don't think so. Did you ever have any Yager? What was Yager? Did he have a peanut butter? Casparitis had a peanut butter. I thought he had Casparitis Crunch. He did a cereal. Did, didn't a cereal? Yeah. Maybe I'm getting my stories. I mixed still up. have uh, a Brian Rust root beer in my refrigerator. <laughs> I happen to see that. Um, yeah. And Who I, else has had food items at, named uh, after them in Pittsburgh? I mean, Wheaties, obviously. Oh, the Stanley Cup champions, Penguins, yeah. have been on the Wheaties bucket. I think Mario. I think Mario and Yager together were on the a Wheaties. Anybody box. get a candy bar like a Reggie bar? Remember those? Yeah, I do. I think. I, I can't remember, but did I did Yager? Yager got something. Austin's too young to remember. Yeah, he doesn't even know who Yager is. Oh, sure. Bettis, Ben, anybody else? Get a food you know, item named I, after them I, in their honor? Okay. I uh I was going through my closet again. You know, Ben when he came in here to do the show, one day he brought in like Ben's barbecue sauce. That's right. And I have three like bottles of it. In my uh, in my pantry now, it's it's old and expired. I bet somebody would collect that, right? Wouldn't somebody collect stuff like that? Of course, I still have a box of Flutie flakes. And uh, you brought in the Josh Allen one too. Jo- uh, yeah, Josh Allen flakes as well. If you, but by the way, I- I'd like to throw that out there. If you can think of a of a food item named after a Pittsburgh athlete, text us, tweet us, even better. You can text us. Of course, you can't get the text still, can you, City Limits? Still can't do text in the city just is... yet. Just yet. We're on. Joe, I, I, I got I'm, I got to move you along here because I'm really eager to talk to Mel. Me too. I, I apologize for doing Let's do that, that, but Let's I got to talk I agree to with you. 50-minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge Route 19. Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. We'll get to Mel Blunt. We're going to get to Mark Cabali. We're going to get to some other treats for Ron coming Jay up. Caulfield Jay Caulfield, top of the hour. It's all ahead. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks. High of 51 today, partly cloudy throughout the day. Well, as we mentioned to Chelsea, there's a little football game happening this weekend. FanDuel, in partnership with Valley Forge, has the perfect way for everyone to get in on Super Bowl 58 with a no-sweat same-game parlay. When you bet on Super Bowl 58, one game can meet a lot of wins at FanDuel. America's number one sportsbook has all your favorite bets like the money line and the spread, plus all sorts of prop bets. If Chelsea was right when she just said 12-and-a-half over-under rushing yards for Purdy, that almost sounds too good to be true. Larry Foote was on with us yesterday talking about how, and he's a basically a defensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Bucks. that this guy's a magician who makes plays. That's what he called him, a magician. And you saw him run at the end of the last game. I'd go over on that one. You'll get bonus bets back if your same game parlay doesn't win. So start building your own or bet one of the ones uh, already in the system there. SGPs for you at FanDuel. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Starkey if you don't already have an account. 
21 plus present in Pennsylvania. Minimum three-leg parlay required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Austin Bechtold with your fan headline, Super Bowl 58. This Sunday, Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco 49ers in Las Vegas, 6.30. You can hear the game right here on 93.7 The Fan. Westwood One's coverage begins at 2 p.m. 3-0 win for the Penguins last night against the Winnipeg Jets at home. Tristan Jari with the shutout is six of the season. That leads the NHL. Chris Letang, Jeff Carter, Brian Russ from the back of the net. Headlines, Power Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more, go to 93.7thefan.com. Well, the week began with the big news that Ron Cook is headed off into the sunset. Many of them, we would presume, in Florida. Fort Myers, Florida, that's where Ron is headed. And as I mentioned the other day, every single person I've reached out to this week to wish Ron a good send-off and just their good wishes in general has immediately texted back they'd be willing to do it and the following Legend, Pittsburgh sports legend, is no exception, and that's the great Mel Blunt, who is on the Sullivan Super Service fan hotline. Sullivan Super Service providing trusted plumbing and HVAC service for over 50 years. Mel, it's a pleasure to have you on today, and I introduce you to Ron Cook, but I know you already know him well. Hey, well, good morning, guys. Uh, yeah, when I was texted about Ron's uh, retirement, I a little bit shocked, but then I know that, you know, he has uh, other things that he want to do with his life, but he's been a great uh, ambassador for the city of Pittsburgh, a great, great sports writer. Just it's been good for everybody. So, Ron, I just want to say uh, congratulations, man, and I hope the very best for you. But the one thing I got to tell you, Ron, now you remember when you came to Georgia and, and uh, you always told this story about me killing that rouse. I right? still tell it all the time, <laughs> Mel. Hey, but look, I'm just warning you, when you go to Florida, man, mm. there's a lot of snakes. A lot of there, snakes. So. You know, it's so funny. There's snakes and alligators both, right? I mean, <laughs> I, but you know what? I'd take on an alligator. I'm scared to death of the snakes. And when you when you killed that, you stepped on its head. And I'll never forget you said, head dies, body follows. And, and, he, and he says, Ron, go, go fetch a burlap bag in the back of the Jeep. We're going down uh, across his farm. And he said, hold the bag open. And I'm literally, like, I couldn't be further away trying to hold the bag. And he picks it up, drops it in. He puts it behind me in the Jeep. And I keep looking over my shoulder. He goes, Ron, it's dead. It's dead. <laughs> true story, right, Mel? That, is, that definitely is a true story. But what's so amazing about that? See, you didn't know. Now, my brother takes and skin those snakes and sells the skin. So when you see all these um purses and all that from snakeskin that's it's guys like that out there doing it but right look back to you man i just want to tell you what you know you've been a great friend and uh i just really wish you the best uh and just a long happy life down there in florida so thank you mel you deserve it my man you i deserve it before we go i think joe wants to say something to you he just saw a couple videos which are unbelievable that Ron just sent me, Mel, which is a view uh, riding horses. I don't know. Are you, are you bucking Broncos there? Are you still doing that? What, you know how strong – well, you do. You know how strong you have to be to do that. I don't know if people are aware of that. The videos are remarkable. 
Well, I I ride cutting horses, uh, Joe, and you know what? I tell people all the time that's been uh, it's been something that I grew up actually as a young kid on a farm in Georgia, plowing mules and riding in sleds and wagons, and uh, it just never got out of my system. And it's been something that's it's my therapy now. That's you know, a lot of people go to. They go to therapy and, you know, and I go out on the farm and I sell off a horse and I go ride, mm. train and show and compete. So, yeah, that's what I do, man. Remarkable. And I'm also wondering if we can extend the conversation a little bit, Mel. And I know you're in Vegas right now. I'm assuming uh, that you're there. Yes, looking, I am. Looking back on, on the 70s Steelers and what they accomplished it's not like you've never talked about this before, but four Super Bowls in six years. How do you yeah. how do you view that run that you guys had, and what do you think was the secret to it? Was it purely just having more talent than everybody? Well, I think there, it was a lot of things. I think uh, you know, obviously, good good ownership and good. Coaching uh, Chuck Noll was, uh, you know, uh, just I don't think he get enough credit really for what he was able to accomplish and what kind of coach he was. But it was it was a combination of that, combination of just great talent, great men of character. I think we all was young and wanted, you know, we wanted something out of life, and and we saw uh, football as a you know, as basically a stepping stone to help us get to where we want to be. And, you know, so I think that really the measure of any person is is not, you know, where they are at this particular point in their life, but where they're struggling and striving to get to. And uh, I think we all got to that place in our lives where we're, you know, we feel like we've been successful because that's the thing we was pursuing, uh, and you know, uh, the older I get, I look back at that, and it's just an incredible. I'm, I'm saying, Lord, why me? You know, uh, I, I was blessed to be a part of that and to be around such great players and great coaches. Mel, I, I just I'm going to ask you to tell the story one more time about how they changed the rules, the game for you, and you didn't like it at first, but man, it you. It, it says a lot about the respect for you, doesn't it? Well, I tell you what, uh, when they changed the rule, uh, we played under that rule in 1978. And so I'll never forget Chuck Noll uh, flew all the guys who wasn't in town, all the defensive bikes. We, we came in and they were talking about the rule change and how we had to play differently. Uh, but, yeah, I, I didn't like it because I thought it was an insult saying that, hey, that's the only way you know how to play. Um, but, you know, the old I get and when my kids talk about it and when they talk to their friends and, and not even my grandkids talk about, Papa, they changed the rule because of you. I mean, so, you know, I'm a pretty cool Papa right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the kids think so anyway. No, but – I don't know if you, uh, in 19, we played a game in 1977 against the uh, Bengals in Pittsburgh. And Trumpy 
uh, Bob Trump, who was a tight end for the uh, can, for the Cincinnati Bengals, can, came out into the flat. So Ken Stable throws this ball. I react to the ball, and really unintentionally uh, broke his jaw. I mean, we collided, and unfortunately, he got hurt. Uh, and then a play later, um, Isaac Curtis was trying to get off the line of scrimmage, so I'm jamming him, and he couldn't get off. In the meantime, Paul Brown was on that competition committee, so all that stuff. <clears throat> and plus, <laughs> he, um, they, uh, Pete Rosell and Art McNally, those guys had Dan Rooney just fly me. The, basically say I had to come. It was no option. You got to come to the league office in New York, so – uh, me and Danny Farron, who was uh, he was in the front office with the um, Steelers at the time, we went up there and they ran these films back. We we were in this meeting room with Art McMalley and Roselle and all of his guys, <clears throat> and they were running this playback and running this playback. And I said, you know what? Until they change the rules, I'm gonna continue to play that way. Mm. And don't you know, in 1978. The rule, they changed the, the offseason of 1977. It went into effect in 1978, and they call it the Mel Blunt rule. So that's kind of a, a backdrop of that story. And um, But what happened, it changed the whole game. Because if you remember, uh, Bradshaw, Swan, Starworth, they went crazy. Bradshaw was, th- I mean, they that it opened up the offensive game around the league. And, um, we went on to win two more Super Bowls behind that. But it really didn't affect us on defense because we had great players. We could play any way they wanted to play. And, um, you know, so I think that the rule change, when you look at the game today, um, that rule changed not only the way they play defense, but it opened up the offense too and allowed the offense to be able to score more. Mel Blunt on the Sullivan Super Service fan hotline. Just a couple more minutes. Uh, Of those four Super Bowls, Mel, I think the second one against Dallas might have been the most talent on one football field in the history of the league, not to mention the coaches, the executives, uh, just tons of Hall of Famers. That was a great game. The Rams game was really a great game. But from the Steelers that I've talked to, it's the first one that is the most special one. Because it was first. Is that the way it is for you? Well, they all were special, but I think, yeah, the first game, the first Super Bowl game, because, I mean, you know, the Steelers, we had never been anywhere in the history of the Steelers. uh, And to go and win a Super Bowl, my God. I mean, it's just like the immaculate reception. We had, you know, until Franco came along, we had never never won a playoff game. And so I think – I think, yeah, you know, when you look at that first Super Bowl, we were a team who wasn't supposed to be there. And, um, you know, it was the purple people eaters, and, uh, you know, we were just a team that they were playing. And so when when the dust settled, uh, you know, it was, to me, it it was one of the most, uh, I, I think, electrifying defensive games. You know, L.C. batting the ball down, uh, just, you know, total dominance on the on the defensive side of the ball, I think. And it was special because the fans, 
they got something that they had never experienced before and, and the the league, the the Steelers, I mean it was it was just a great uh victory. Uh and it was a great way to kick off the seventies for us and so yeah, that game is it was special and it will always be a special place in my heart. Mel, we did our show from the Hall of Fame a couple weeks ago, saw your bust, um, and I know how proud you are of that, but I got to think you're even more proud of the work you've done uh, with your boys' home and uh, helping hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of troubled kids. Well, Ron, you know, it all stems from just God giving me a platform to work from and having the influence to uh, work with young people and work with corporate America to get the support that you need to do what we do. And it's a team effort, but it's a, it's a bigger and broader uh, team and a broader reach because it takes a lot of people to do what we do. And I'm so grateful for the support. And speaking of that, um, April 12th, we're honoring Bill Cower at our celebrity roast to raise funds to continue our work. And so, uh, we're excited about what we're doing, the kids that we're helping. We got a lot of kids now in college, and we're providing scholarships for them and continuing to reach the young people that we can we can reach. And we need uh, we need support, but then we need other young people. And that's why I'm excited to see what other Steelers are doing, like Charlie Batch. He has the Batch Foundation, and. Jerome Bettis, the bus stop here. I mean, we need everybody because we got so many issues going on out there with our young people and so many challenges that they are facing. And so uh, we have this platform to work from, and, and I encourage all the anybody, whether you're a stealer or a business person or whatever, to spend as much time working with our young people because that's our future and the world that we expect to come. It's going to be because of these people. They'll be the ones who are leading it, making decisions. And um, so, yeah, we're doing everything we can and hoping that we can create a better person for tomorrow. Mel, I'm sure Joe will have you on again to promote that event. Um, and if I if well, I happen see. if I happen to see a snake in Florida, I'm going to be running away from it, screaming, "Darn you, Mel Blunt!" <laughs> <laughs> no, just. Hey, just do what I did. Just step on his head, man. It'll die. <laughs> I, I will run so fast away from him, Mel. Take care, man. Well, look, Thank you for calling okay. in. Hey, and, and Ron, congratulations, man. Uh, you're a dear friend, and I wish you the very best in your uh, retirement. And just enjoy Florida and watch out for the snakes. <laughs> I'll be in touch, Mel. Thank you. Thank you, Mel. Okay, guys. Thanks. Bye. How about that, huh? How about that? He's right about changing the game. The rule he's talking about is you, you could beat up wide receivers. Yeah. Oakland beat out, beat up Swan all the time. Well, he did that to wide receivers too, and then they put in the five-yard bump rule. You can't touch him beyond five yards around the line of scrimmage. That makes two Steelers who got NFL rules changed because they broke somebody's jaw, him and Hines. <laughs> that is amazing. But that is an absolutely true story about the rattlesnake. I'll never, ever forget it. I would have had to have been airlifted oh, out of that farm. Oh, 
if you just saw, he puts it behind me in that burlap bag, and I'm looking over my shoulder. He goes, Ron, it's dead. Trust me, it's no, dead. No, I've seen dead snakes come to life. There was a story in a New York City restaurant, I think, where the guy chopped a snake in half, and it still attacked him. You can't be sure they're dead. Well, he said head dies, body follows. I think cutting I them in half, it. the head still works. You know? Well, that's true. So, yeah. uh, But how do, you, how do you know? what? No, I, I'm not carrying a dead snake in a bag. He has done so much good for kids. He really has. I know, for years and years now. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peters Township. Visit him at southhillskia.net. Text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates Personal Injury Law Firm, where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. We've only just begun here. Jay Caulfield at noon, Kabali at 12.30, mystery guests at 12.45 and 1. And guess what I have right before me here for, for what's coming next, Ron? Uh-oh, what is that? Ray Fittipaldo's first mock draft. <laughs> At first, well, he always tees Ray. You know, he does 12 of them, and eventually he's going to get one right, right? I'm going to tell you who he has the Steelers taking next. And I went out to Twitter and solicited um, all kinds of thoughts, remembrances of food items named after Pittsburgh sports figures. You won't believe how many have rolled in here. I can't, we'll go over that next. I can't wait to do that, too. Ron? Joe, I want to talk about Mr. Rooter Plumbing, Pittsburgh's best plumbing company. You hear me talk about the 50 trucks out on the road every day, and you hear me say they have the best equipment and the best techs in the business, and that's absolutely true. One of the ways I see this is uh, with their trenchless pipelining techniques. What that is is if you have a fractured sewer line, and they used to have them in my neighborhood, uh, in Chippewa Township, uh, Clearview Street, Beaver Falls, you'd have to dig up the yard, dig up the driveway, and it was costly. It was expensive. It was messy. It was time-consuming. Now, with the techniques that Mr. Rooter Plumbing has, they do the job a lot more efficiently and at a lot cheaper price. Who doesn't like that? Write down a number. Now, you don't have to have a, a major plumbing problem like that. Something simple like a broken water heater or a backed-up sewer. Still the only number to call, 412-ROOTER2, 412-ROOTER2. The website's a really good one, MrRooterPittsburgh.com. Going on 21 years in this market, Bob Beal has built a plumbing company empire. I can't recommend him enough. Pittsburgh's number one full-service plumbing company, Mr. Rooter Plumbing. I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines. Pitt basketball against NC State. Big game for the Panthers. Pitt's 8-6 in the conference. Looking to try to get it 500. Panthers are tied for 8th place currently in the ACC. Super Bowl Sunday between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers in Las Vegas at 6.30. You can hear the game right here on 93.7 The Fan with Westwood One's coverage beginning at 2 p.m. Headlines powered by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open. For more, go to 93.7thefan.com. Ron, everything that's happening is now the last time. We just talked to Mel Blunt about how there's nothing like the first time. That's why even though maybe you beat some better teams in the 70s and those Cowboys teams, maybe some were better games, there's nothing like the first time. And now everything we do is the last time. This is the last time we're going to have pizza together on a Wednesday. You know what I'm really looking forward to when I get to Florida, though? What? (laughs) That's a little – unfortunately, this is only a diet Dr. Pepper, but – now, here's what I sense. I sense that today is the elation part of the feeling that, that you have. I think I, I, like like grief, well, it is grief in a way, but I think 
you, you we go through different stages, and today you're elated. I think tomorrow the sadness might come. Uh, I, I have no For idea both of us. how I'm even going to get through it. I really don't. Well, let's enjoy today while you're elated. Um, let's do that. And we have a slice of Broadway, great pizza. They've been great to us over the years, haven't they? One thing we could count on. Every Wednesday you can count on it. Every single Wednesday. You wouldn't believe the number of responses that I got. I don't even, how did this come up earlier today? Why were we talking about food named after Pittsburgh athletes? I don't know. You ask anybody have a candy bar, and I don't know why. Who were we talking to? We've talked to Mel Blunt. Anybody else? I don't remember why we talked about it. Do you? City limits? I don't, but the Roethlisberger's one that came to mind afterward, thinking about it a little bit, at Pepe's. That, yeah, and listen to some of these. The Latang peanut butter bar, number 58. There's his photo on a candy bar, Ron. (laughs) The Tommy Gun Flakes with Tommy Maddox Maddox on the cover. Tommy Gun. The Arnold Palmer. That might be the most famous one of all. You ever yeah, drank one of those? I, I drink them all the time. I, uh, You know, some of the press boxes, uh, I think it's the Penguins. They have iced tea and lemonade. Mix right. them together. Right. Perfect. Uh, somebody wonders if the Clark Bar was named after Ryan Clark. I don't think that's a serious inquiry. But nope. the Yager peanut butter, I knew it was peanut Here's butter. peanut butter. I knew it was peanut butter. Big Ben's beef jerky. You remember that, Ron? I told you I have the Big Ben barbecue sauce. Somebody says Rico Fata was, no, that's not even, that's not even good. Uh, Jerome Bettis World Championship Crunch. I don't remember that. Look at this. Here's Bettis on the cover of his own cereal. (laughs) World Championship Crunch. How about Jumpin' Juju's Crunch after Juju Smith-Schuster? I don't remember that. He had his own cereal limits. You remember that? How about I think it? He was here the long Juju enough cereal. to get his own yes. cereal. Did you ever eat that? No, I did not. Looks like Captain Crunch, actually. And there's the Yager peanut butter in a, in a bar. Someone said a Bubby bar. A Bubby Brister bar? Is That's, that true? That would be the only Bubby. My dog was named Bubby. I have a I hard think, time believing that. I don't think that. they named a candy bar after my dog, Bubby. Of course, the Mario bun, which was it looks like the Reggie bar. It's a little round, like a hockey puck. Yeah. Brilliant, the Mario bun. The Mario bun. King's Restaurant had a Tommy Maddox Tommy Gun pulled pork sandwich. Did you ever have that? I never did. I think Zeiss has a sandwich named after him. You and Bob are close because you're on a cup together. Of, of right? the hot dog shop, yes. Exactly. Jurgles, they used to have, they used to have these uh, poppers, like peppers stuffed with cheese, and it was on their menu, and it had Ron Cook's favorite on it on the menu. Franco's Italian Sausage from Isley's. There had to be a lot of, more than one Is that how you pronounce thing. that, Isley's? Isley's. Chip-chopped ham. You never heard of Isley's chip-chopped ham? Yes. I didn't know how to pronounce Favorite, it when I saw it's it. It's a delicacy print. here. Colby Armstrong Burger at 31 in Bridgeville. I'll tell you who else has a sandwich named after him, the man we're going to talk to uh, at 12 o'clock at the Deck House in Cranberry, the Big 16, the big man. Uh, sandwich, Jay Caulfield. We have a yes, exactly. We have a box of these somewhere in the office. Flurry flakes. Yeah, that was one, something that a texter pointed out. Have you ever eaten those? Flurry flakes. No, Mr. P? I've seen the box, but never, never eaten them. I've before. never had those. How, How about a Jake shake? Uh, Josh Allen is still around <laughs> the Jake here shake, somewhere. Yes. Those are great. My kid had a Jake shake at the game last. The Jake night. shake. How can we forget that? Casparitis's kosh. What is it? Casparitis's crunchers pickles. Casparitis pickles. Never heard of those. 
My he was kid great. had a Jake shake last night at the game. Kasparitis is my all-time favorite athlete here to talk to, incidentally, Ron, as an you, aside. You've always said that. Who are yours other than Bettis? Oh, I mean, the one guy we just had on, Mel Blunt. Yeah. Right at the top of the list. I mean, Doc Emery. Uh, guys, every guy that you've put on here pretty much these last three days are my favorites. Terry Rick, Bradshaw. Rick Tockett. I mean, my yeah. goodness. Oh, Rick Tockett. Incredible to talk. Terry Bradshaw peanut butter. There should be a cookie beer, somebody says. There should be a cookie beer. There was a 93.7 The Fan Beer. Remember that? Yeah. They would yeah. bring us cans of it? I don't know if it was worth drinking. Did you ever drink one? I don't remember ever drinking it. Didn't strike me as being the highest quality of beer. Tommy Gunn had a barbecue sauce, too. Man, that pretty much exhausts that. Anything else, Mr. P? I'm starting to like Mr. P, Ron. Like I'm starting TV. to like he it less and less. <laughs> he doesn't like it. Why not? I think City Limits is good and unique. I know, but so is Mr. P. People have started calling me that, actually, around, the, around the office. All right, I'll yeah. stick with City Limits. I Paul mean, Alexander oh, loves I guess, it. I think it's a natural yeah. fit. I mean, not a lot of people. Do a lot of people know the show? I don't know. Austin City Limits, it's a music show, right? I just think it's a cool play on words as well. The only problem is sometimes I say it and I feel like people don't know I'm referring to a person. Like it's an odd nickname for a person. But once they get used to it, CL maybe sometimes for short. Callers sometimes call in and say, hello, City Limits. I want to talk to the guys. <laughs> oh, Folsey, it took off, didn't it? Folsey. Wasn't C, oh, that was C.S. Lewis. I was going to say C.L. Lewis. Uh, anyway, Ron, <clears throat> I mentioned to you that Ray Fittipaldo's seven-round mock draft is out. Would you like to hear his first-round uh, pick for the Steelers? I'd love to hear his first, second, and third-round pick. <clears throat> it's the guy that I have fallen in love with. The center. Yes. He likes him, too. What's his name? Jackson Powers Johnson. What a name. You should see the photo of this guy. Where's he from? He's from, uh, is it Oregon? Where's he from? I don't know. Six feet, six foot three, 334 pounds. That's a, yeah, he's that's from, a, he's from Oregon. That's a large man. <clears throat> and Ray said, watching him, he moves around great. He just, he kills people. I'm game for that. Are you? Center would be good. Anchor that offensive line. The number two pick, Darius Robinson of Missouri, 6'5, 291. Defensive end. Sign me up for a defensive lineman. Yep. You like that? I do. Number three. Where's a wide receiver? Well, he's a cornerback three from Michigan, and then wide receiver uh, Javon Baker of Central Florida, 6'1", 208 in round four, 119. Too late for you? No, I mean, I, I think all those needs. I mean, a center for sure, a, a defensive lineman. A, 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 you know, yeah, I think wide receiver, cornerback. I you need them all. They need them all. They really need a quarterback. Fan Hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. We're coming up here on the 50-minute mark, brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge Route 19 in Peters Township. Celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. Ron in round six, he's got them taking a punter. Are you in favor of that one? Tory Taylor, 6'4". 231. This guy's going to make Daniel Sepulveda look like Craigers. What position? Or Crowley. You said a punter? A punter, yeah. That's a big man. A Sep Sepulveda was a big man, too. He was a hell of an athlete. Yeah, if he you was. remember correctly. Yeah. He'd make some tackles, wouldn't he? Yeah. I'm happy with this draft, and I'm glad that Ray did it. You? Yeah. 
Ray knows his stuff because he was at the Senior Bowl. He, he saw, saw this. He, he he told us on the air Friday that he loves this center. City limits. Do Oregon. we still have people on the lines wanting to fate Ron on his way out? We do. We have a bunch. Let's do that. We're going to Jay Caulfield at the top of the hour. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks. I have 51 today. My driver's in, Ron, and I also oh, have— Oh, did yeah, you? Did yeah, you? You, you yeah. haven't tried it yet? No. I Well, I tried the, 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 the model for it, but the actual one How did it feel? is waiting how did for it me. Feel? Oh, you haven't picked it up yet? If, uh, I can't wait to pick I it up. I want to see how it feels yeah, in I, your I, hands. And, and then I'm going to take some drives. I just—I can't wait. I'm going right out to Vet Myers. But Range. you're not going to play today? Not 18 holes, but I'm going to hit 1,800 drives. Okay. 1,700 of which will be shanked. <laughs> Let's go to the lines. The other 100 will be sliced. <laughs> Ryan in Brookline. Hey, guys. Long-time caller of the show. Ron, I would like to say i um, 49. I grew up reading your articles in high school in uh, 92, you and Ed Bouchette. Um, I love the way you write. You're inspiring. You still have it. You're a Hall of Famer in my book. Uh, the city is going to miss you. Uh, you did so much good in your writing and your journalism, just uh, your points, your opinions. Um, Ryan. Just love hearing what you had to say. And uh, from a fan, you I'm a fan of yours. And uh, thank you for giving Pittsburgh uh, all those great years. I greatly appreciate. I can't wait to read your one last time on Sunday. Brian, to thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to call. Your words mean a lot, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Ron. That was really nice. Limits, who's next? Frank in Ohio said that he coached Ron in baseball. Oh, no. Not this oh, guy. wow. Not this guy. Hey. Hello, Frank. Hey, Ronnie. Ronnie, do you remember where we met? No, Frank. Frank Lalama was my high school baseball coach. Also coached me in football. I'm not quite sure I remember where we met. I just remember yeah. I remember you vividly. He was oh. he was my high school baseball. How coach. good was he, Frank? <laughs> lie, Frank. Come on, I'll give you some money hey, if you I lie. Hear, I hear he could he hit. Was a, he was a solid second baseman. He had a home run against Beaver Falls. I did. did I you? told you, let off oh, the yeah, game yeah, that's against right. the star he, he, pitcher. He lit, he lit it up that day. He Frank, lit it up. Frank, did he have a beard back in high school? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I gotta I gotta tell you the story. Please. I met Ron in Highlands Gym. When we when the, when the coaches would go over there and he was in ninth grade or something like that, we were trying to look into who could play baseball, who could play football. Well, I'm talking to this kid that's about 14 years old and it's Ronnie, and he tells me then, I want to get in journalism, coach. I said, well, that's great. I'm the newspaper advisor, so you can probably write for me if you want to. <laughs> How about that? that? That's that's a true story. I've I, I, I've always wanted to do what I do. I mean, it, it yeah. just. And he said, he told me I'm going to go to the Northwestern University and the Medill School of Journalism. I said, what the hell is the Medill School of uh, Journalism? I don't, I I don't remember it. telling you that because that was like it was like a oh, miracle that I got accepted. I might have wanted to. I know. It was I a miracle. You even asked me to write you a letter of recommendation. <laughs> I, Maybe that's a maybe me. that's a secret, Frank. That's what got me in. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what else got me in. My grades and SAT <laughs> certainly didn't. So how yeah. are you doing? Is your family everybody good? 
Oh, thank God. Yeah, I count my blessings every day. Well, you were you were a heck of a guy and a heck of a friend, and I appreciate you taking the time to call in. Are you uh, out in Beaver you, Falls right now, Frank? Yeah, he said he's in Ohio. Now. In Ohio. I live in Ohio. I've been in Ohio for thirty some years, forty years almost. I went. To, I got a job in Canton, right near the Hall of Fame. And, oh wow! Uh, and well, this I was, was there a treat. A thousand times, everybody came to visit me. Had to go to the Hall of Fame. Where did Ron, Ron hit that Edwards. homer against Beaver Falls? Line drive, or was it more of a moonshot? It was a moonshot. It was over the left field fence off the pitcher's name was Gene Polka, who was like oh, right? one of the best pitchers in the area at that point. I stunned him. I stunned him. But yeah. then, thanks to Frank's uh, poor coaching, I think we ended up getting beat in the game anyway. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Always blame that you for one. the losses, Frank. That's like what I've done ever since. That's Always right. blame the coaches, right? That's right. That's right. And he also played football, but I can't remember where he was on the depth chart. Uh, not very good. I played for a while. I did catch a 68-yard touchdown pass against Wilkins. From Goldman? What was his yeah, name? Joel Golmont. Joel so threw the pass. He yeah. threw the pass. That was a great – that was a wonderful graduating class that you were in. Now, there was more talent there than you could shake a stick at. Well, I remember you guys vividly. You're very. And I remember all your conversations with Ziffel and Stanko and all. Oh my Ziffel God, Ziffel! I've told you about Ziffel. Ziffel and Stanko. He was killed in a yeah. car crash when he was mm. like 20. Um, yeah. yeah. And Stanko, you, uh, Frank, your memory is very good, man. And one other thing I got to say, Ronnie, your parents were a real tribute to you. They were wonderful parents. And they were. I don't I'll know second whether they're still alive, but I have to tell you. I thought a lot of them, well, and I admired the way they raised you. That's the nicest thing you've said to me yet, Frank, and uh, I loved them too. I lost my dad in 04 and just my mother a couple years ago. She almost made 98, almost uh, made 98. Well, Thank I'm you for calling. Stay that. well. Hey, and Ronnie, good luck in your retirement. If you're ever in Columbiana, look me up. I will do that for sure. Thank you, Frank. Alrighty. Thank you, Frank. Bye-bye. That was nice, huh? He's my high school baseball coach. Wow. That James, one really hit me there James at the end. out of the past. What he said about my parents really hit yeah, me. Yeah, that's so. what I'm talking about. That's the best part. Yeah, let's do one more this hour before we get to Jay. Go ahead. Here is Lou in Staten Island. Lou. All right, Lou. What's up, Lou? Hey, guys. Um, Ron, man, you know, congratulations on your retirement. I heard a couple of days ago uh, the announcement. And, you know, um, you're a classy guy. You're patient with the callers. You know, people like me who are boisterous and, you know, yell and scream, you're always you're just always nice to me when I call Ron. So right. I wanted to make sure I said that to you. And You know, Lou, you know, I got um, I got to mention, yeah. I saw a picture of you. I have a face. Uh, to, I, I have a face to go yeah. with the name. Somebody sent me a, an email with your picture in and said, this is <laughs> Lou from Staten Island. Now I have a face to go with the voice. Ron, you know where that was? Believe it or not, this is so crazy. Fort Myers, Florida, because I have a place in Sarasota. Okay? okay, so me and you can hook up anytime you want when you come down. I will. But I'm in Fort, I'm in, I'm in Fort Myers, Florida, two weeks ago, looking for steel and memorabilia, like I always do. I'm a big collector of, of stuff, and I'm in, I'm in a place, and I have a, a, a Terry Bradshaw plaque in my hand. A guy comes up to me and he says, "You from Pittsburgh?" I'm like, "Well, no, but I love the Steelers." And we start to talk, and he tells me he knows you. So I was like, "Really?" I was like, "Okay." Take my picture and, and send it to him. That's, that happened two weeks ago. And now here you are moving to Fort Myers. You just can't make it up. <laughs> well, it's, Lou, I appreciate it. I always enjoy your calls because I can feel your passion. I really do. And uh, yeah. thank you for calling. And I'm sure Joe will look forward to talking to you many times down the road. 
John, I'm going to I'm going to give uh, Ron the the producer my phone number. But one quick story. Does it always remember Ron Cook and me calling the station? Yeah. The Jesse James game. Okay. I'm at the game. Obviously, we know what happened. That night, I go out and have a couple of pops. Okay. The following morning, I'm driving back to Staten Island. And who do I call? Ron and Pony. <laughs> and po- Pony is like me. You know, we're yelling and screaming about the game. And Ron is always voice of reason. I'm never going to forget it. I lose the signal as I'm driving on 78 back to Staten Island. I call back. You put me right back on the air. I got my frustration out, obviously. It was a crazy phone call. But that's the one out of all the calls I've done you over the years that I, I, I remember the most. The outlaw Jesse James, right, Joe? The oh, outlaw man, Jesse James. Game. Well, Lou, thank you so much. Yep. Thank you for calling in, Lou. Stay well. We'll talk again. Okay. See you, you guys man. take care. Run. Love you, man. Take care. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. He's, Ron, a, he's a good caller. If you hook up with all these people that say they're going to hook up with you in Florida, I might never have to buy Florida, a beer in Florida. You're going to be busier than you were before retirement. And I might have free and free life. Ever. <laughs> Left Here's, and right. Listen, on February 24th in Fort Myers, you've been invited now by three or four different people. Greg Brown and Neil Walker are working the game from the booth. They said they'll see to it that you have a seat and a constant flow of beer. They may hook you up to an IV of beer. <laughs> Plus, Sheltie invited you Sheltie to that game. Sheltie said, He'll I come better out of be the there. Dugout. Nobody watches there. those games anyway. Nobody He'll come does. out and sit with you during the game. <laughs> right? Mr. P, you agree? Wouldn't that be great? That would be tremendous. Oh, we got a Mr. P snuck uh, in Another there. one. Another one. <laughs> Starting to catch with me. Ron is taking my back on this. I know. I got to stop. Except it's so good, Mr. P. It is. Uh, Called, like, is there anybody else that's named... Anything P in, at the station that's a producer? No, that's the no. thing. It's very special. But I'm going to stick with city limits. I'm and not. up next, we have Jay Caulfield. Good to talk to him after a win last night. Yeah, huh? he's been great to us over the years and a good friend of Ron's. And we knew he was going to be on this week, so this is going to be great. He's coming up next. First, I'm going back into the archives for some of the best Gina Giampetro stories. And one of them <clears throat> comes from Sam and Mary. Mary and Sam, you might call them. How often are you giving someone a perfect review? Rarely happens. But Mary and Sam from Crafton were so happy with Gina, they gave her five stars. They say she was awesome to work with, expert negotiator, honest, honest, honest from beginning to end. Everything she brought to the table for them worked and was born of Gina's experience with this market. She gave them a realtor they could trust. She had their backs every step of the way and did a perfect job. And whether you're buying or selling a home, you'll know Gina can get the job done for you too. You can't lose, first of all. Gina sits down with you. You agree on a price and a deadline. Deadline passes. Home isn't sold. Gina will have it bought and turned into a rental. Call the only agent I would trust if I needed to sell my home in Pittsburgh. Gina G. and Petro of Remax Select Realty. Call Gina, 724-602-9752. Google GM Petro of Remax Select Realty and look up GinaWillSellYourHome.com. That's GinaWillSellYourHome.com. I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines tonight. Pitt basketball against NC State. 7 o'clock, you can hear it right here on 93.7. The fan beginning at 6.30. Panthers are tied for 8th place in the ACC, 5-6 and six in the conference. Pittsburgh Stadium Authority Board has given the executive director the authority to enter in agreements with the NFL and also the Steelers trying to get the NFL draft to Pittsburgh expected to be in either 2026 or 2027 as the possibilities. Penguins were 3 nothing winners last night against the Winnipeg Jets. Tristan Jari, his 
league-high six shutout of the season. Headlines are powered by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more, go to 937thefan.com. And now, here's Joe. Thank you, City Limits. You've heard me talk before about the foot pain that I have experienced right in the joints of my big toes, and I can actually hear my feet yelling up to me. You know what they yelled. Help me! Exactly. (laughs) That's what they said. That's exactly what they said, City Limits. And they said it just like that. And I tried and tried, honestly, and it was it was a bummer. I basically had to quit, pick up basketball because of that. Eh. And the torn Achilles I suffered uh, in a game against Pony in which I was leading a best of 3-1 game to none in 1916 in game two and was about to sweep him. But that's beside the point. Um, foot pain is a drag, and the Good Feet store has worked for me. How? They're Good Feet Footworts. That's how. And they have a, a system whereby you don't have to get a new pair of shoes or anything. They fit right in your shoes, whatever shoes you have, and then you feel the pain start to go away. I sure did. It can work for you. It worked for me. Whether it's pain and burning maybe in the balls of your feet, whether it's plantar fasciitis, sharp pain in your heel, needles in the heel, can happen when you wake up in the morning. It can definitely be triggered, I know, when you start something new, new exercise regimen, things like that. Maybe you want to get one started here in the new year, and this will shut you down in a hurry. Try the Good Feet Store Pain Relief Solution. I went to the one in Robinson Town Center across from Ikea. There's another one in Cranberry Township on Route 19 North next to Walgreens. Check them out at goodfeet.com. Come on in and try the Good Feet Feeling today. Comfort, energy, performance, and pain relief at the Good Feet store. I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines. Pens came back from the All-Star break with a victory. 3-0 last night against the Winnipeg Jets at PPG Paints Arena. Tristan Jari, league-high sixth shutout of the season. Chris Letang got the scoring started in the first period, followed by Jeff Carter and Brian Rust. Nola Chari left the game after being hit in the face, ended up leaving the game and did not return. So a five-minute major was assessed, and the Penguins able to score two power play goals. It was the Carter and Russ goal that were the final two goals of the game. So Penn's now 53 points on the season. That's five points out of a playoff spot. Mike Sullivan's 800th game behind the bench is a victory, as well as Jake Gensel's 500th career NHL game. Headlines are powered by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more, go to 937thefan.com. Right now, back to Cook and Joe. Why, thank you, City Limits, and I think we may stick with that, Ron. I put out on Twitter uh, that we have a producer here named Austin. Is the better nickname City Limits or Mr. P? I've already got 20 votes, and 90% say City Limits. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, I like, <laughs> thank city, you, I like city Limits, too. <laughs> well, let's go out to the Sullivan Super Service fan hotline. And again, this is very sad. Everything that's happening is sad because this will be the last Jay Caulfield appearance on a show that features Ron Cook, Stanley Cup champion, Jay Caulfield. Jay, I present to you Mr. Ronald Cook. <laughs> hey, Ron. Joe, hey, first J- of all, thanks for having me on. Hey, Jay. Ron, nice to- how you doing today? Uh, it's just a couple more days, you know, one more day tomorrow. One so Tomorrow's going to be a difficult though. one. Tomorrow's going to be a difficult one. I know that. I'm sure it will, Ron. And just congratulations. As everybody's what a wonderful show that Austin and Joe have put on with you over the last couple of days. And I think everybody just shows you how they all feel about you, but a wonderful career. And 
certainly enjoy your, your, your time away from all this and down in Florida. And it's been a pleasure for me talking to both you and Joe and talking to you for all these years, Ron. It's been a real pleasure talking Penguins hockey and everything else that goes with it. But, you've, but again, as long as I've been here, you've been around. So it's a pleasure. Jay, it's thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate it. And right back at you. You know, I covered those 90, 91, 92 teams and have been working at it ever yep. since. And uh, I'll never forget you guys. Yeah. No, it's, well, that's how we feel too, Ron. And obviously everybody else feels the same way. The people that have been the guests on the show, it's been outstanding. And um, everybody feels the same way. So it's wonderful. Now, you have my number. I want you to keep in touch. When you set up Starkey's Golf with Mario, I want you to let me know. So I want to know the details about it, okay? He's, his dream foursome is you, Mario, Pierre, and himself. That's all he asks for. That okay. one time, that's all he wants. Or Pomp in there. I'll take that, too. No, no, forget yeah, that. Forget yeah. him. So. I will definitely let you know that, for sure. Hey, Jay, a nice win last night, huh? Yeah, it's a great one out of the uh, out of the break. A real, um, they were sharp. They looked good, and then not, certainly Tristan Jari, though, as the game went on, he was really very good. Made everything look. He was always in great position, looked un, under control, and he had to be in good position because if there was any kind of great opportunity by Winnipeg, he was right there. And uh, again, it's nice to see him again. Six shutouts, pretty amazing, and and uh, they looked good. And they much needed points because I. I really did feel. I think Philly won last night. Jersey win. I mean, all these things. They're they're still holding on to these other teams. But I do think if the Penguins continue to play and get great goaltending like they have, and both goaltenders have provided that, uh, they're going to find themselves in a good position. Hopefully, by the end of this year. What'd you think of the Dylan hit? Well, it's just all head. I mean, it's, I mean, again, it's a hit. You know. You know, so many years ago, that was would have been a big hit, but still, you get the head. So, if that had been, and let me change it, if that had been years ago, and not one, not one guy late usually goes back and says back in the day, but if that would have been a hit like that, it would have been a big hit, and there would have been a a big fight that would have followed up with it. That's what it would have been like before. Today, you cannot do that. He got he got Nolachari all head, and they got to make the call. And it should be, I don't know what what they're doing with it from the league standpoint, but that's the hit they don't want. And it goes from there. You know, the one thing about it, he's a left-handed defenseman, left-sided defenseman. He comes across on the right side, maybe just find himself in a different position, but Dylan plays that way. He's always on the edge. And that's what he provides for Winnipeg. That one, you hope Noel Charlie's okay. And I think what they heard said last night that he was doing fine, but that's the kind of hit that they have to have out of the game that they need to get out of the game. And that was the game. That was the hit that turned everything around last night for the Penguins. Jay, I, we know the importance of the points. I, I, I like the way they played last night. I mean, you know, they yeah. waited for their opportunities. They didn't. You didn't see many shorthanded breaks coming. I don't even know if there was one. I was in the stands last night, and I don't even know if I yeah. saw one shorthanded. I mean, odd man break coming back. They that Sullivan, I'll bet, had to think that was one of their better wins of the year. I would think. I, I would think so. I think even just the way. Again, they were always in the right. You know, they're above above them. They didn't get themselves caught when you when you see guys go down, uh, and then they somebody backs out and makes sure they're in a position for the D to go down the wall. Then they can cover up all those things that you just mentioned. Ron, there wasn't there wasn't odd man breaks. And I say, still say, even within that, you need your goaltender to be solid and be out and outstanding. And Tristan Jari provided that. So again, out of the break, they were the sharper team to start with. 
I felt like Winnipeg was getting momentum in the beginning of that second period, five minutes through it, and then you had the hit by Dylan on Achari, and then that flipped it. And again, even inside that five-minute power play, it took the Jeff Carter goal to really kind of, at least you may, you get one, then they followed it up with another one. Certainly a big, big swing, big moments in the game. But yeah, I liked every part of their game was, was solid. And um, if they can just keep themselves on that good kind of roll, because the Winnipeg Jets, when you go through their lineup, now they've added, you know, Monaghan, and, and sometimes teams don't respond. And I didn't even really notice him that much last night. But they're four lines deep that produce. And the Penguins just were very, very good. You know they're going to get their opportunities. You need your goaltender to be good. And he was just that. Very, very good last night. The Jay Caulfield Show brought to you by McVeigh Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia, Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. And the Fan Text Line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. So we started off talking about Ron and your old Penguins teams. Well, last yep. night, a record was preserved for you guys, Jay. The uh, the Oilers <laughs> lose in Vegas. I called Scotty Bowman today. He didn't know who won. He said, who, who won that game last night? I said, Edmonton lost. And he said, great news. He was very happy about that. Listen, they've been playing hockey for 108 years in the NHL. I know that season ended poorly. But you guys have – nobody's ever won more than those Penguins. What does it mean? Did you no. take note? Did you have a little smile last night? What's it mean to you? <laughs> well, I did say to you guys last week that I, I don't think our team's sitting around popping bottles of champagne like the Miami Dolphins do uh, every year. But I do think everybody to a man was following what was happening on that and glad to see how it how it played itself out. Uh, I think it was way – it was difficult before because – you know, you didn't have the shootouts. You didn't have that chance that Ty ruined it and, and ended that. And, yeah, we know how the season ended, and I, I gave you my feelings on that. But certainly I think that to be a part of anything, you don't want to see uh, you don't want to see anything go down that, that, that everybody was a part of. And, and uh, so I think, yeah, it's great to see it. I think maybe somebody popped a bottle of champagne maybe when that happened at 2 in the morning but, or 1 o'clock in the morning, but I do think it's a great thing that it's still hive. And, you know, it's tough. I thought they got through that one, and it's a banged-up – Vegas team. That was a surprise a little bit to me when I saw the score this morning, and uh, and I think they would have had a. I think would have, they would have walked through. They had the better uh, because I think their next opponent I think was more. There's no layups, but it would have been an easier game for them to kind of take that record. And yeah, great that it's all still alive. The guys are all part of it, especially going into the weekend with Yager coming up in, in a couple of weeks. I think that's very nice. So we're happy that Vegas came through in a big time, big way and preserved that for the 92-93 Penguins. Jay, Scotty was 90 now, 90. Joe said he's still yeah. sharp as a tack. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I know you guys uh, didn't really enjoy playing for him very much. He was a difficult guy to be around, but there's never been a better coach, in the, I don't think, in the history of NHL, let alone maybe even in sports. Well, he's won more than – I know. There's nothing you can say. He's won more than anybody. Look, we went through – our teams, when Scotty came on, was, you know, we, look how we went through from Bob Johnson and how he was and personality-wise and, and just, a, you know, a, a communicator with all the players. Whether you're the first, whether you're Mario, down to me, whatever it is, he communicated with everybody and always tried to make you feel a part of it. Scotty's a different – Scotty was a different beast, but he understood, um, you know, obviously, you know, how our team clicked. 
enough that, you know, we were practicing. He wasn't around us towards the end of it, right? So we know how our practices went. But when it came to calling a game or being a bench coach, yep, Scott, he's, he's, he's the best. He's, his numbers prove it. But it doesn't mean everybody has to, you know, not everybody, you know, all get along that well. But it was, a, it was again, different, different personalities. And you went from Bob Johnson to Scotty Bowman. That's truly different personalities. But certainly Scotty um, understand the game, and the players understood it too. And uh, if long as you win, then nobody cares. When you lose, then it's then it becomes a little bit of a topic. But we only won one with Scotty being behind the bench, and it was the next year that we saw everything that they accomplished, but not winning, not what everybody eventually wanted. But again, it's different numbers. He's the best by numbers and cups and. And uh, again, another another just great, great personality and great person that comes through the Penguins. And Scotty Bowman was one of them, a unique personality. But everybody, all the players understood what he was about, and everybody did their thing. And that's why you still had success in that second year. Jay, before we let you go, you mentioned uh, the Yager ceremony coming up next, not this Sunday, yeah. the following Sunday. I can't even imagine. That, that's a big re- regret of mine. I'm going to be gone and not going to be able to see that. Um, is Mario going to come back? What are you here? I can't, you know what? I, I can't imagine. I'm sure he's going to find, I'm sure he'll be back here. I mean, it's, it's, he, he knows, Mario knows when, when it's right to do things and show up for whatever it is. And I think something like that, a teammate in Yager and how all things, even, even the, 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 the disruptions and, you know, when they were trying to bring him back, I think Mario knows enough. And I don't know for sure what he's really going to be about. He's enjoying himself in the sun, he and his wife. And I think, uh, but I would if, I would bet that he's going to be there. And nobody even talks about it, Ron. Nobody even says one thing. But I think he knows when it's the right time. Just like he knew everything else in the game of hockey. He knows when it's the right time to show up and be somewhere. I would expect that he's going to be do just that and be a part of something that's major uh, that again, one of the greatest players to ever come through and played, and one of the greatest players to ever play the game in Yager. I, I'm, I, I would be, if I'm wrong on that, then shame on me. But I would expect Mario knows when to show up and what he needs to do, and when the timing's right. I, so my opinion, I think he will be back here for just, just how I explained it. That doesn't mean he's going to do it. I'd be shocked if he didn't, but I expect him to be, be there because it meant so much to our the franchise and what he ended up taking over and being such a, as we all know what Mario has done and accomplished. So that's what I think. I think he knows that when the time is right to do something. And I think that's, this would be the right time. Well, I'll tell you, Jay, the people that have tickets for that, if he does show up, even if he doesn't, you know, the, 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 the outpouring for Yager will be sensational. I can't even imagine Jay, what'll happen. You know, if they introduce teammates and and Mario gets introduced, they'll blow the real, uh, oh. roof off of that place, right? Yeah, I mean it's it, it, it absolutely will. And it's and for him, it's not even. And Ron, as you know, and Joe, you know, it's not even about that. He just knows what's right. He just knows what's right. You know what I mean? Like as far as what it means to the the organization, the fan base. But the player, as far as Jogger's concerned, he knows what this all means. And I think it would be unbelievable to see him um, step on the ice or whatever they have planned. I'm not even sure what they have planned. So whatever it is, I'm sure it'll be only the best. And um, and Mario knows, as I said, he knows what's like his greatest teammate ever that we've all had. Made everybody Ah, I can't hear him. We lost him at the very end there. 
Let me try to get him back. At the very end. Uh, that's, that's okay. Yeah, and I just I, apologize. We got the gist of it, and that was great to have him on. Apologize reason, for yeah. us. We have uh, we have the big boy coming up here. Uh-huh. We always uh-huh. make him wait twenty minutes though. Now, if Jay calls back and wants to come on, by all <laughs> means, I'm not going to say no to that. We'll 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 say screw the big boy and push him back, right? Like we <laughs> exactly. always do. Look at city limits back there, Ron. He's become frantic. He's thought everything was going to go smoothly in the oh, final two shows. That was great shows. stuff from this him. This is the first right little at the very right. end. Right at He's the handling very end. it well. Is everything okay, city limits? We're good. Okay. He's a very calm man, isn't he, Ron? He is. For a young guy? He is. Very calm. Coming up, the big boy, Mark Cabali. Let's ask him about the Steelers' offense. Let's ask him about who they're going to pick. Let's ask him about Ray Fittipaldo's first pick. Lots of things with the big boy. And then surprise treats for retiring Ron coming up before the show is out. It's Cook and Joe. And, Ron, I think you have a message for the people. I do, Joe. I want to talk about Mr. Rooter Plumbing. I always talk about how I look for trucks coming into work from uh, the Cranberry area, going home to work to the Cranberry area. Didn't see one today, which kind of shocks me. Um, that's one of the things I'm going to miss when I move to Florida, not looking for Mr. Rooter Plumbing trucks, because it always I always feel good when I see one, not because somebody has a plumbing problem, but because somebody had the wisdom and good sense to call 412 Rooter 2. Four one two Rooter two, uh, Mr. Rooter Plumbing. Bob Beal has built a plumbing company empire here, going on twenty one uh, years in this market. You know how good you have to be in any market doing anything to last twenty one years. Well, you do, and Mr. Rooter Plumbing is write down the number so you have it handy again. I, I gave it to you once, but let me do it again. Four one two Rooter two. Four one two Rooter two. The website's a good one. Mr. Rooter Pittsburgh dot com. Uh, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. You probably drive down the highway and you see a Mr. Rooter plumbing truck just about everywhere every day. And uh, they're headed to somebody's home or business to fix a plumbing problem. I can't recommend them enough. Pittsburgh's number one full-service plumbing company, Mr. Rooter Plumbing. I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines. Pens, 3 nothing winners last night against the Winnipeg Jets. Tristan Jari now six shutouts on the year. That leads all goalies in the NHL. 53 points for the Pens now. That's five out of a playoff spot in both the wild card and in the third seed in the Metropolitan Division, third place in the Metro. Mike Sullivan, 800 career game. Jake Gensel, 500 career game. Sullivan, 800, 800 game coaching the Penguins. End up being victories as Chris Letang scored, Jeff Carter scored, Brian Russ, the last two on the power play for the Pens. Pitt basketball tonight against NC State on the road at 7. Our coverage on the fan begins at 6.30. Headlines are powered by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more, go to 937thefan.com. Ron, you're prominently mentioned several times in the Jerry Dulac chat today. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. That can't be good. Um, Ron Cook has had many Hall of Fame players, coaches, and broadcasters reach out to him to wish him well on his radio show. Many praised his professionalism and personal touch. And Jerry goes, I know him, and I know none of it is true. He says, you may be fooling us that maybe you're a superhero uh, and a Pittsburgh sports icon. And Dulac says, well, having traveled with Cook for many years and examining his suitcase, I never found a red cape. But see, it was. <laughs> see, see, that, that, there's somebody that knows me. <laughs> but it was nice for Ron that all those former players and coaches have called the show to wish him well. I know that touched him. Nice. Thank you, Jerry. And he's got Jerry's some other Mindwell things. Jerry Mindwell called me three times already. 
And he's trying. You guys have been traveling partners for a long time. For a long time. Yeah. And he usually does the driving if it's a road trip. Yeah, he always does. He yeah. insists on renting the car and driving. And you have to pee more during these trips than maybe 10, <laughs> 20 years ago, right? More than a year or two ago. We're driving back. The last trip, I'm, I didn't get to go to Buffalo this year because of the, the you know, the weather. And I didn't. We, they switch it to a Monday game afternoon. I didn't want to leave you behind, Joe. So I, I went to all 17 games except the last one. And then uh, we're driving home from Baltimore, and I had to stop twice. We stopped in Breezewood. They always stop. He and Ray Fittipaldo always stop in Breezewood. We're getting, I think we got off at Swissville. I couldn't wait yeah. any longer. And I mean, Jerry and Ray were very, you know, understanding about it. Right. It is a miserable feeling. I know. A miserable feeling. You had to pee like a runaway billy goat, Ron. I always say a racehorse, but yeah. that's okay. Same thing. Same if thing. You, if you picture it. Um, we have the big boy on the line, but. Let me just check quick then. The last Steeler game you ever covered was what? Steelers, Baltimore. 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 That was a good one to cover. It was a great one to cover. Yeah, they had to win it, except the weather sucked. Remember, that was a cold rain the whole game. But they they pulled it out, and then I was going to finish it off in Buffalo. And I had a chance maybe to go up with the big boy, but he didn't want me. So Well, here he is. The big boy. He is on the... Sullivan Super Service Fan Hotline. And that is Mark Caballi, <laughs> a living legend in his own right. Can you imagine the day uh, he retires, Ron? You're going to have the Pope, the President, and everybody else calling him. Well, I just want to get it out of the way now. I mean, everybody's been very nice to me. I know he's going to say something to twist the needle. <laughs> Let's get it out of the way from the very beginning because you were the biggest crap disturber I think I've ever met. So go <laughs> ahead, big boy. That's why you love me, Ron, right? <laughs> One but of the many reasons. One of the many Speaking reasons. Speaking of that, the crapster, if I do recall your last road trip in Baltimore, somebody got a real kick out of me walking into the press box dripping wet with uh, rain, and somebody got a real kick of me uh, – car breaking down uh, on the way home where I got a, got a text message that says, how's your trip home? Uh, you know what? I enjoyed mm. you dripping wet more than I didn't, wouldn't wish car trouble. Joe, it poured rain and you have to, you park a ways away in Baltimore. I know he literally shows up and it's just water <laughs> rolling off of him. And he asked somebody, he had a hairdryer back there. He wanted to blow his clothes dry. I've been there. In fact, well, let me just say this first, uh, the fan, uh, hotline presented by Sullivan super service pit Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. Were you there, uh, Mark, on the way into Baltimore one day when a fa- when a Ravens fan spilled beer on Mike Byers of the Beaver oh, County yes. Times? He didn't spill uh, it on him, did he? He threw it uh, on I him. I was there. Yeah, apparently, if I heard this story correctly from OJ, and he told this story a number of times, he was stuck in traffic and somebody just came up and knocked on his window and O.J. rolled down his window for a beer in his face. I, I think I was in the car. Were you? Yes, he because he, I, I know I had a firsthand view of what happened, and I'd never seen Mike Byers get mad. Like, he was the most he, mild-mannered person yeah. ever, and he was furious. Yeah, didn't he go after the yes, guy? Yes, he did. the cop told him to get back in the yes. car or you're going to jail or something like That's that? That's exactly yes. what happened. He was unfairly um, assaulted by a beer mug, Ron. I'm so I am surprised that nobody has dumped a glass of beer on Ron's head over his career. Have they? No, never did. Never did. Thank goodness. Don't <laughs> give people an idea now. <laughs> Ron, I told you at the beginning of the week that 
even the people who may have disagreed with you or not liked parts of your persona, whatever, over the years would would call, text, whatever, with nothing but respect You're and speaking admiration. Speaking about Kaboli? No, I'm speaking about you. Well, uh-huh. And that's exactly what's happened. I thought about someone who doesn't like me, did not like my I don't persona. I what's going to happen Kaboli. with him, but that's exactly what's happened this week, hasn't it? Yeah. Everybody's well, been great. I, I wouldn't know because I texted him five times and we yet to get a response from him. So, Ron? You know, what do we call that the Belfont snorkel? You're giving him the Belfont snorkel on this week? If you knew how many texts and phone calls I've got, I'm glad I am leaving and and going on retirement. Next week I can sit down and start to read. I'll bet I got 500 thank you notes to write. Wow. At least. Big boy, if you're in Florida, are you going to visit Ron for a couple beers, maybe 30 of them? He's not welcome. Yeah, yeah, we we can hang out on the the lake or on the ocean, wear some Speedos, right? I'll have mine on, big boy. I don't want to see you in one. I don't want to see you in one. <laughs> uh, let me just say real quick about Ron. Ron, as you know, I've been in his business for a while. Ron was that type of guy you wouldn't uh, intimidated by at first, at least in my early days, intimidated by the great Ron Cook. But the more you get to know him, he was just a little fuzzy teddy bear mm. and uh one thing that i respect about ron more than anything is this the, the work ethic man he didn't want to miss anything he was hell bent of showing up to the radio station even if he had to leave at three in the morning from a, a football game on the road that's uh very admirable ron and uh mark his, thank you man the rest of the rest of us in this business would follow that lead it would be a better business buddy Thank you. I appreciate that. Where do we go other from here? That, now everybody's that, crying. I, I got a uh, I got a question, a football question. The wide receivers coach has been fired. Uh, uh, we get called, text, Hines, bring back Hines, bring back Ant- Antoine Randall L. Do you think either one of those guys have a shot? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know why Randall L. would want to come here unless there's some kind of uh, promotion involved in it. I don't think he's allowed to move a lateral movement of receiver coach. He'd have to be like an assistant head coach or something like that. Why would he want to leave a good thing he has in Detroit where he could move forward probably at a lot quicker rate? Um, uh, Heinz' word's interesting. However, um, he just doesn't have a ton of coaching experience, and I would be probably a little lenient with that. The way I would look at it is I, I need a guy that comes in there. I don't need a guy to teach George Pickens how to run routes. I don't need a guy how to tell Deontay Johnson uh, the depth on his uh, routes or anything like that. I need a guy who can keep these guys motiv- not motivated, but keep those guys in line and you know maybe some tough love. So if you're going to ever hire a guy that's a little bit older, the old uh, Richard Mann back in the day, that's the type of guy I would look towards to because there's a tough, enough talent there. You just have to be responsible enough to get these guys to buy in to the greater scheme of things. And I don't think a younger guy or an inexperienced guy can do that. You don't think that sounds like something that's that's – fit perfectly for Heinz if you're not interested if you're interested more in the emotional aspects of the coaching than the technical he might be perfect the only thing with Heinz is we know Heinz right I mean we've watched him for his careers he should have been a first ballot hall of famer in my eyes but how much do these guys really know I mean I'm sure they can YouTube it 
they probably heard the name Heinz Ward. I don't know if that pulls m- much weight with uh, a guy like George Pickens com- compared to like where it would pull with us. You know what I'm saying? We know what Heinz can do. Um, so I don't know. I, I just don't know if there was any bad blood after um, not getting hired after Daryl Drake passed away that they went in a different direction there. I just don't see that happening. I mean, I would welcome it, but I just don't see that happening. I think he had somebody in mind because if he didn't have somebody in mind already, then they wouldn't have probably made this 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 firing. You know, they, they to fire a guy, you would know pretty well much who you want or who's on the short list. Didn't Hines want a Gatorade shower when he was working with the Jets and they beat the Steelers? Do you remember that story? I do. I, I don't, a little bit, a little bit. I don't remember a lot. I just know he was what an offensive assistant, which is, you know, the guy that go gets the printouts. So I don't know how much he's learned coaching wise. I mean, I just don't think the experience. I think you need a little experience, but you got need more experience of dealing with people. In my opinion, with this group than than anything else. Mark, do you think they're going to bring in a pass game guy, somebody to help the quarterback? I don't think. They're I mean, other other than the game. offensive coordinator. I mean, I know you yeah. you can play action will help the quarterback. Somebody specifically to help the quarterback. I think they they might bring in a a name guy, maybe not specifically for the quarterback, a Brian Flores type guy for offense, an overall type of guy that can help out. You know, different views, different ideas. A guy that's been around. You would most typically want a you know a former head coach or somebody high up in the pecking order to do that. I mean, I mean, a perfect guy would be like a Ron Rivera. You know, I mean, he's interviewing in Dallas as the defensive coordinator. A guy of that ilk, I think that they would they're probably trying to uh, get a guy there, and that would make a, a ton of sense. I mean, to have another guy like even a Munchak, I'm not even going to say Munchak specifically, a guy like that, that the guy's had experience who can come in and be the assistant head coach and help out. I mean, they've done it before in different roles. I said with Flores, with Terrell Austin. Uh, so I think that that's the way they're looking at it. doesn't mean they'll get it done. They don't have to find that, that right guy. But I think they need to. I think that should be number, or at least high on the priority list. How about Frank Reich? Yeah, perfect. I mean, that's a name I never even thought of, but that would be a guy who would be perfect. I mean, a former head coach, a successful head coach, a guy who's um, quarterback friendly. Yeah, it would make a ton of sense. But, you know, it's it goes both ways. Just because, let's say, the Steelers would want him doesn't mean he would want to come and do that job as well. So we tend to forget things like that, that maybe they did reach out to people and they're like, yeah, I, I'm not really interested in something like that. But he would be a, a, a perfect type of guy, the guy I'm trying to explain to you of who would fit that role perfectly, Frank Reich, definitely. The big boy, Mark Caballi, is on the fan hotline. I can't wait till Le'Veon makes his comeback with the Steelers, Mark. I saw his Instagram <laughs> post the other day. Yeah, uh, nothing like a 32-year-old that hasn't been in the league for like four or five years <laughs> and was stunk when he was there when he was last. What do you? Didn't he have a ring with Kansas City? Yeah, he won a ring for I don't standing think there watching either. the game. Yeah, he didn't play in he the might, game. Yeah, I don't know if he did. Um, but my question to you regarding that: your top three running backs in Steelers history in order are who? Well, Franco won. That goes without saying. Um, wow. Hmm. 
I liked Barry Foster back in the day. He didn't have a long, long career. Uh, but, you know, you see, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a more of a 70s, 80s guy, so I'm not going back to, you know, John Henry Johnson. I, I don't think I, anybody's ever seen him play, right? So not, even not even How me. Not even me. How about Bettis? How about Le'Veon? How about Fast yeah. Willie Parker? Yeah, I would say I would say Franco one. I like Foster probably three and Bettis probably two. That's where I would put him. Like I said, Foster was a stud back in the early nineties, that the uh, the early Cower years until I guess he wanted money and things didn't work out. But yeah, I mean Le'Veon has to be up there too in at least the top five. He was a guy that did stuff that. Not you didn't really see before. I mean, you see guys like McCaffrey doing that, and but you don't now. But you really didn't see a ton of stuff where a guy would line up in the slot and be able to run routes like that. It's just a shame that he probably got some bad advice and sat out that entire season. I'm sure he would have liked to have that one back, but he's definitely top five. Ron, we have time for two more questions to the big boy because we have a mystery guest on the line for you. Joe, quickly look up. There's one of your one of your main men, Ron, Ron Woodson. Woodson. Boy, look at that beard. He looks so different. Uh, big little, boy, little goatee. Peter King made his team from uh, of the last forty years since he's been covering football. He had Hines on it over Larry Fitzgerald, which I actually love. But he didn't have Rod Woodson on the team. I can make yeah, an argument. Yeah, Rod yeah, Woodson's yeah. one of the best 15, 10 or 15 football players in the history of the sport. Six-time first-team All-Pro. One-time second-team All-Pro. Hall of Famer. Defensive Player of the Year. Returned kicks and punts for touchdowns. Yeah. One of the few people ever did that. Third in history in non-offensive touchdowns. Reinvented himself as a safety and played on the, one of the greatest defenses of all time. What are we doing here? Yeah, you're, you're, you're preaching to the choir. I, uh, at the Athletic, we had maybe two years ago had to do our top 100 players. And I think Woodson came in at like 10 or 12 overall. And he had very similar numbers to Dion, but he just wasn't that, that flashy. So I totally agree. I mean, if you're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers' all-time grades, I mean, Rod Woodson is way up the list. So to leave him out is kind of crazy. I mean, not to mention – you know, the, the punt and the kick returns. I mean, he was just an absolute monster defensively. So I, I, I totally don't agree with that. I think Woodson, you know, if it's not your previous guest, Mel Blunt's number one cornerback of all time in Pittsburgh Steeler history. Rod Woodson's probably 1B, right? Ron, would you like to say goodbye to Kabali? Uh, see you, big boy. I'll be in touch. I don't think I'm going to ever see you again. No, Ron. no, no. no we'll no. see each other no. again. And I know Let's not make this sadder than it is. I know I'll get your snarky texts uh, quite Whoa. often. Um, I know you'll send me pictures. You love to send me pictures. And <laughs> My <if> snarky text. <laughs> how about like 6 a.m.? You'll never guess who's on the plane right across from me. <laughs> <laughs> you'll never guess who's up in the... Uh, cranberry eating the same breakfast table as me uh, i've done those both to you big boy hey stay healthy man <laughs> take care of those wheels i know y y you need all the help you can get with those all right ron maybe you can go to brazil next year with us and uh watch the Steeler game take a little <laughs> vacation see you man see you right, big brother. boy Ron, uh, he's a character. we go from that to the 50-minute mark on the fan, brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge Route 19, Peters Township, celebrating 50 years in the South Hills, right back to the fan hotline, to a very, very special guest, someone who absolutely adores you and has for many years, Sally Wigan. 
Hello, Sally. Hi, Ron. Hi, Hi Sal. How that are is... you? Didn't you used to call me Sal, pal? Uh, I'm sure I was one of many who did that, but sure. No, you did. You did. I am so excited for you, but it is a, it is a loss. I'm going to start to cry. You taught me so much, uh, you guys in the media, but you especially, because I was terrified, and you treated me with friendship and respect, and, and I watched you. And I, and, and I have to tell you, when, before we would do our shows, our Steeler shows, I would read you guys for like three weeks and and try to memorize some of your your views and stats and what have you without you guys i could never have pulled it off without people like you and and without you because you were so wonderful and you were so i'm not going to swear but you especially ron were so freaking funny (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I remember sitting next to you on a couple of plane flights uh, oh and uh, and always enjoyed it, Sally. Thank you so much for taking the time to call in. And I don't know, you pulled off those shows pretty well. No, I did not. Not, not like you guys. I mean, and, and, and as a lot of the news, a lot of newspaper people whom I respected so much, um, began to cross over into television, I thought it was wonderful because there's a perspective from people like you who really are able to to expand on what is happening on a football field or on a baseball diamond or on the ice. And, and, and you did it eloquently, but yet in a way in this town that related to the kind of people who made these teams special. Does that make sense? Well, you're very much so. You're very kind. Thank you. What about no, me, Sally? Trust me. Trust <laughs> yeah, Starkey me. wants a little love what about here, me? too. <laughs> well, no, I remember, God, I remember before you were married, Joe, I almost took a run at you. I know. We had a torrid love affair for about eight no. months, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> No, that's not true, Ron. I do remember talking to you on one of those planes about your love life. I, I do remember, remember that. Yes, I remember that. And you gave me very sage advice. Did I? I yes. don't think there's anything sage about me. But I have to sage definitely describes Ron. Yes, it and, does. And I was so glad when sports radio really gave you guys a chance to uh, to educate the public about what was really happening in sports in this town. Are you going to, I want to, I'm going to interview you. I can't help it. Ron, are you, what are you going to do? Are you going to freelance write or, or are you going to, are you just going to take about six months and, and, you know, go Drink. nuts? I'm, I'm going to not do one damn thing, Sally. I've been working two full-time jobs for 14 years. I'm tired. Oh, I want to find out what it's like to be bored. I want to do nothing. I plan on reading a lot of books, doing a lot of walking, and drinking a heck of a lot of beer. (laughs) And I'm not sure if that's the order or not, but something like that. Don't drink. Well, so do you have any any, uh, trips planned? Nope. I'm just leaving Saturday morning for Fort Myers, Florida. I'll be down there for the kickoff on Sunday for the Super Bowl and 
My daughter's going to be with me for a while. She wants to do a cruise and maybe go to Key West and do some stuff like that. But uh, that's about all I have planned at this bit. Well, it sounds it sounds great. And and if I know if I know you or people like you who made their living writing, I think there'll be some some aspect of your life, which will include writing, because I, I really am jealous of people like you who write so effortlessly. And oh, there's nothing. Talk. There is nothing effortlessly about it. I can tell you that Starkey will tell you how many miles I put on pacing while I'm thinking of columns. Oh, my God. Well, I, you know what? I, I but see, that's how genius works. And and I think that I think that word is applicable to you. Oh, at, my God. At this you're stage. so I, you're now you're getting I, a little I, bit overboard, Sal, no, pal. No, 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 OK, no, let me tell you, Ron, Ron, <laughs> there's one thing I, I am not I, I do not compliment when someone doesn't deserve it, because when you get into your 70s, you become an ass. <laughs> Thank you, Sally, so much I, for calling. I can't even tell you how much I appreciate it, Sal, pal. All right, dear. You have a wonderful time, and you too, Joe Starkey. All right, you I st- adore you both. You stay well. Thank you. All Thank right. you, Sally. See ya. Bye. <clears throat> Bye. Boy, there's one from the past. Ron, she was going to take a run at me, she said, when I was single. Oh, my God. What if I had married her and I took on her last name and our first kid could be little Cornelius Wiggin? I, uh, I, I, uh... I've lost a lot of respect for Sally. Now and now. I, I really have. I've lost a lot that of respect. That would have been for a big, a big, huge like relationship. Would have been like Kelsey and Taylor Swift, I, right? I would have been all over the media. Starkey and Sally Wigan. Can you imagine that, Austin? What a dynamic duo. Yeah, that would have been. I'm sure the wow. big boy Caboli would have had something smart to say about it. That's <laughs> I would have sure. retired then, right, and lived off her money. She so got a lot of money. That's yeah. right. I'm reeling a little bit here, Mister P. What would have happened oh, if here I? Here we go I, again. Uh, again was she sending says, out? There was a plane trip a long time ago when I was single and I was talking to Sally Wigan. Was she thinking then, I'm going to get this guy? And did I miss some signals? <laughs> the poll's at 84%, by the way, Ron. Is that right? Never city limits. I mean, maybe. Maybe, Joe. Maybe there was an opportunity. You never know. You never know. But everything happens for a reason. That's the thing. The road less traveled, Ron. You come to a place in the wood, you take one path or the other, you took this path, and here you are all these years later. You know who really wished you would have hooked up with Sally Wigan? Who? Mrs. Starkey. <laughs> <laughs> she really wishes you'd have hooked up with her. I could be Mr. Wigan right now. <laughs> Mr. Wigan? Yes. I definitely would have taken her last name. Does that ever happen, by the way? Does the guy take the woman's name? I've I've heard both, but never never just one. I would have definitely been Joe Wigan. Anyway, you didn't think the treats were going to end there, did you, Ron? Uh, I did not. Top of the hour, we've got one of your all-time favorites. One of your all-time favorites. You know, this week has taught me one thing. I've got a lot of all-time favorites. You do? I do. I do. And you're on other people's lists of all-time favorites. That's what it's taught me. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks. High of 51 today with partly cloudy skies throughout the day. Yeah, we got a nice one coming up next. And Ron is really going to enjoy it. Just like you're going to enjoy the Super Bowl. And I can say that. A lot of people have to say the big game, this, that, this, that. FanDuel, uh, I can say the Super Bowl. An official sportsbook partner of the NFL is FanDuel, which is why I can say that. 
perfect way for everyone to get in on Super Bowl 58 action with a no-sweat same-game parlay. When you bet on Super Bowl 58, one game can mean a lot of wins at FanDuel. America's number one sportsbook has all your favorite bets, money lines, spread, all sorts of prop bets. Man, there's so many ones that stand out. Brock Purdy's rushing, last I checked. Rushing yards was 12.5. He did that on a couple different runs in the NFC title game. Jump on that one. Build your own SGP or just get one that's already there at FanDuel built for you. You'll get bonus bets back if your SGP doesn't win. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Starkey if you don't already have an account. 21 plus present in Pennsylvania. Minimum three-leg parlay required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now I'm starting to think, Mr. P, this could have been like Joe DiMaggio and Marilyn Monroe, Starkey and Sally Wigan all those years ago. New York's finest, huh? You think we would have been on the covers of tabloids plus the Post-Gazette, the, the press? You've been on every magazine. magazine. The Trib. Rolling Stone, maybe even The Trib. They yeah. would have made up a new magazine to have I you think, on the cover I of think it. They would the have. own Inside Edition, Wig- E-Magazine, Pittsburgh Edition. Wiggins Weekly, I think it would have been called. That's Wigan right. Weekly. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, City Limits. We have a treat coming up for Ron, don't we? Yes, Next. we do. Very exciting. Can we say it on the air now that he's gone, or is he listening in the hallway? Let's not. Let's not. We'll Let's keep it a surprise. Pitt basketball against NC State tonight. Panthers, well, we're trying to make it three games in a row in the ACC. Currently five and six. That's tied for eighth place in the conference. Our coverage begins at 6.30, and you can also hear it on your Odyssey app. Duquesne hosts Davidson. Penguins were 3 nothing winners last night. Tristan Jari, six shutouts on the year. That leads the NHL. Mike Sullivan coached his 800th career game. Jake Gensel played in his 500th NHL game. As Chris Letang, Jeff Carter, and Brian Russ, the latter two on the power play, were the scoring forces for the Penguins. Headlines are powered by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more. Go to 937thefan.com. I'm Austin Bexel with your fan headlines. Process continues to be moved in a positive direction. The Pittsburgh Stadium Authority Board's given the executive director the authority to talk to the NFL, the Steelers, and it's looking likely that the Steelers could host the NFL draft in either 2026 or 27. A lot of things still to be worked out, but the possibility is there. Pitt basketball winners are two in a row tonight in Raleigh against NC State. Pitt is tied for eighth in the ACC, five and six currently in the conference. You can hear the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 58 between the Kansas City Chiefs and Francisco 49ers right here on the fan at 630. Westwood One's coverage begins at two. Headlines are powered by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more, go to 937thefan.com. Ron, let's go right back out to the fan hotline brought to you by... Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. It's been a week of some of your oldest, dearest friends, colleagues, everybody else in Pittsburgh sports. Oh, man. And this man fits right in, fits right in with the whole group that you've talked to this week. I know he's very special to you. Caller, would you care to identify yourself? Oh, I think Cookie knows uh, probably by now maybe who who I'm calling. And man, I, you, you, I didn't uh, realize you were uh, going to call it a, a day. And uh, and who am I going to talk to all summer? Oh man, Walkie. You know, I thought about you when I I made this announcement, and I was I was literally expecting to hear from you. 
because when I was on, remember KDKAM back, uh, I did the Saturday afternoon show, and you were on every Saturday afternoon with me. And I remember the last show, you called in and said you were going to miss it. And I said, man, I'm really going to miss it. Uh, I love talking ball with you, and I always have. Yeah, it's been uh, a long, long uh, time. Uh, you know, I've been been uh, here, and you know, uh, you know, even back before talking to you on the radio, you know, reading uh, your, your columns and stuff in the paper, and it's just. Uh, hey, yeah, I go I, back to I, when I, you I played here. Watching, when you played I, here, I oh, go yeah, back. I, rem- I remember when I first started uh, being an announcer. Uh, you know, going to the booth, you'd walk right behind all the riders and. Uh, you know, in Three River Stadium there, and I can remember seeing you working away. I don't think you were doing typewriters then. I think they <laughs> actually, uh, actually Pony had, Express uh, walkie. Yeah, they they had the early versions of. Uh, uh, well, they didn't have iPads back then, but they had they had some kind of thing that you guys were all working on. But uh, yeah, a lot a lot of memories. Uh, been a long time and. You know, it won't be too much longer. I'll be, you know, pulling the ripcord myself. And But, uh, yeah, I'm going to miss you. I, you know, I hope you're still going to be around and doing a bunch of stuff. I am not, but I, I, I won't be around here. I've already bought a place in Fort Myers. So oh, I'm, I've man. been told I got to go to I got to go to games there. I got to go to games in Bradenton. Greg Brown said he'd make sure I have a seat and plenty of beer if I show up. We were telling Paul Meyer stories yesterday. Uh, I'll be around. Yeah, that's what Paul did. He moved away, too. He, when, when he quit, he went uh, down to, I don't know, North Carolina. Right, right, that's right. Where he ended up going. Yeah, we're going to de- definitely miss you, but at least you're going to be in Florida, so we'll see you in spring training. Although, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm kind <laughs> of cutting back on how much time I'm spending down in Florida. This year I'll be down there for mostly the whole time, but you know, last year I only went down for about ten days. So right, well, we're all we're all getting a little long in the tooth. That's for sure. We'll go to the first game, Walkie. It's in Fort Myers against the Red Sox. Greg Brown, Neil Walker, and Sheltie have all told Ron he has a seat waiting for him and constant free beer flowing his way. <laughs> they got go to that beer one down there in that state. I know that. I've I've been uh, been to the beer store there a few times myself. So. <laughs> Walkie, yeah, thank just, you. I know, I know. I'm sure you'll still be a part of our show because uh, I think Joe loves talking ball with you too. And, oh yeah, uh, I mean, I, yeah, I, I look forward to it, and you know, I got to, you know, the, I'll have the bird feeders going in the back, so we have plenty of entertainment <laughs> back there. Well, Walkie, while we have you on the line, what do you think of this Paul Skeens situation? I bet you can't wait to see him in spring training. Well, yeah, I mean that's one of the the places where we're probably the thinnest is, uh, you know, our starting rotation. Uh, but uh, you know, from what we've seen from this guy, talk to this guy, I mean, he he's going to really be a star type player. Uh, you know, I think a, a Garrett Cole type talent, and uh, that's exactly what we need. And I, I don't think they'll, they'll absolutely rush him up here, but um, if if he's what we, everybody knows he is. Uh, He's going to be a big part of our team at some time this year, and uh, you know if 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 we can play more like the uh, the first couple months and the last couple months instead of the middle of the season last year, then you know who knows what might happen. Uh, you don't have to get much above uh, you know the 500 mark to actually get in the tournament, and then if you got a couple of hot pitchers, you, you know you can ride them as far as you can go. So I'm 
very excited about uh, seeing him. Well, Waki, one of the guys who called in this week was Leland. And, I mean, I know you consider – I consider him the best baseball guy I've ever been around. And, man, the stories we can tell about him, huh? And I know you told a bunch of them. Well, yeah, he's absolutely the uh, the best, you know, baseball man that I've ever spent any time with talking. I mean, he is, you know, tremendous in, in the, the X's and O's, the – uh, you know the emotional part of the game, all the the head stuff you got to work yourself through. I mean, he had the whole thing covered as a, a leader and as man, a manager, and uh, it'll be a lot of a lot of fun and very rewarding to see him uh, honored uh, this summer when he goes into the Hall of Fame. I mean, uh, you know, some of those guys you get up there and you go, eh, yeah, but uh, him, wow, uh, very deserving, very very deserving. Thank you for calling in, Robert. I appreciate it, man, a lot. Thanks, Thank you. Bob. All right, when are you heading to Florida? Uh, soon. I'll be down there for kickoff on Sunday, if you can believe that. Oh, wow. I'm driving, down, I'm driving down Saturday and Sunday and be there for kickoff. All right, I'll, I'll, see, you, uh, I'll see you down in Florida here in another month or so. All right, Walkie. Thank see you, you man. Bob. All right, Jeff. Take care. There's another guy there's you're going to see in Florida. I'm another, telling you, you're going to be busier than you were when you were working. Another legend right there, that's for sure. He was great to us over the years, right? He was great on that Saturday afternoon show with me. He was my one regular guest every Saturday afternoon. Yeah. And he, like I always say about Jack Ham, Bob Airy, those guys always taught me a lot about their sport. He always taught me a lot about baseball. I always liked him. And I well, thought, you're going to still have him on. I know. Man, I thought. He was and is great on the air. Sometimes you hear somebody all the time for years and years. It just gets old. But Bob just had a way of not f- making you feel that way. Just a very smooth. Just like sitting next to a guy at yeah, the bar. Conversational delivery. Even the stories that you may have heard a couple times always seem new, like you want to hear them again. Like I'm a guy who thinks if something's interesting or funny, I want to hear, hear it. I want to hear it again. Like if we have a great clip or interview, why play it once or twice? Play it a million times because people love it. And you want to hear it. The James Harrison play in the Super Bowl. I could sit here from now till midnight and just watch that play over and over again. That's just the way my brain works. I don't think I'm alone in that. No, I don't. And he and he's he's just so good at what he does. I love those guys. I love Wayner. I love. All those guys, Brown, you go right down the list. Neil Walker. Now Neil's taken up and been very good at it. Yeah. Very good. Not that that's surprising. I bet he'll have a beer with you in Florida, uh-huh. Rob. I'll bet he will, too. I think I might go to that game in Fort Myers you have now. To come can down. I sit next to you? You can sit next to me and have a Diet Coke. They'll probably give a couple of those for you. February 24th, City Limits. You want to produce the, the uh, show in the stands that day? <laughs> that's in a week. Or a, two, a couple that's weeks. A couple weeks. weeks. You That's believe, in two weeks. You believe baseball's starting? I think no. they report next week. Yeah. How many games do you think they'll win? What I say the over-under was? 74 and a half. Yeah. I like to think they'll get to 76 is what they had last year, but until I see what the pitching staff looks like, I can't say I'm going to say a five, over 500. I want to see them get Gary Sanchez. I want to see a veteran, a competent veteran catcher. I just I don't like their catching situation right now. Yeah, they're, they said they're going to play Henry Davis, who they basically said last year with their actions can't play the position. 
Yeah, I, I don't like that. And I think this guy, he's just waiting out there. He had a lot of home runs last year, not many at-bats, and he's decent enough defensively. He's only 31. He had 19 homers and, and 46 RBIs in 72 games for the Padres, Ron. That's 792 that's, OPS. That's pretty good production right there. Would he come here? I don't know. Uh, you know what? One thing that might make him come here? Money? A, a real nice contract. Yeah. Like a Russell Martin type deal. It's almost about the same age as Russell when he came here. Maybe a little older. I don't remember. Remember how great he was for the Pirates? Oh, he was tremendous. And even uh, uh, Cervelli was good after him, too. Yeah. You I need a guy, guy like that. Both of those guys were good. Maybe Cervelli's in Florida. You can have a beer with him. That would be fun, I think. Remember the, the segment he did on the scoreboard? They asked him questions of love. Yeah, you know? it was great. Uh, Amare, right, the song. And he, was, he would give great advice. One of the best, one of the best little scoreboard Features. segments they yep. ever did. Yep. It did was, you say that the, the mayor of Las Vegas doesn't want the A's to come here? She there? Did, apparently, she did a press conference yesterday because the Super Bowl is there, obviously. And uh, she said uh, the A's should try to work out a deal in Oakland and stay there. <laughs> That's tremendous. You know, all these cities, what, Nashville and who else would love to have a baseball team? And, and Vegas now is so big with football and hockey and everything else. They don't want it. They don't want to build a new stadium there. Mayor Carolyn Goodman, she tried to clarify her comments today by saying, oh, yeah, we'll still welcome the A's if they want to come, basically. But this isn't exactly the red carpet treatment out in Vegas, no, right? No, it is not. It is not. I, I, I was stunned when I saw that. She said, I want to be clear that I'm excited about the prospect of Major League Baseball in Las Vegas, and it very well may be that the Las Vegas A's will become a reality that we will welcome to our city. But the other day, she said, you have the fan base there in Oakland. We already have the Raiders. Each city needs to have that spirit of sports. I love the people from Oakland. I think they deserve to have their team. That's great. <laughs> My translation is, Go we back don't, to where you came we from. don't want you here. Right. I can't believe that. I've never seen that from a new city with a team. No, you, you, no, I, but Vegas... You know, I don't think they. Uh, I don't think they want. Uh, they want to build a new stadium there. I mean, obviously they have enough money to do whatever they want out there. You would think, huh? Yeah, they can have anything they want, right? In Vegas, and it won't be the last of Super Bowl there. I can tell you that much. Who told us? Was it Chelsea earlier today? That this Super Bowl is going to have more bets on it yeah. than anyone in history. Yeah, because everybody has it's legalized. So easy and, to do. Legalized in just about every state. And it was Larry Foote who told us that uh, the Brock Purdy. Wait, was it Larry Foote? He said Brock Purdy, all he does is make plays to beat you. But somebody else, I think it was Chelsea today, told us Brock Purdy's rushing yards over yeah, under is 12 and a half. 12 and a half. That sounds almost too good to See, be true. That, I, anytime a bet sounds too good to be true, I always go the other way. Let me check out Brock Purdy's rushing stats. I think he had two first down runs last week. He did. He had two huge runs last week. I couldn't believe how effusive Foot was in his praise of him yesterday. He was very, very much so. He's beaten them a couple times. Well, here's why, Ron. Guess how many times Brock Purdy has gone over 12 and a half rushing yards this season? How many? Seven. 
in 20 in 19 games, so less than half the time. So the smart bet would be he's not going to do it if he does it less than half the time. Yeah, I guess. On the other it hand. It just seems so easy for him. Now, this Kansas City defense is good. On the other hand, he's got 14 and 48 yards in his last two games. But he also has games of five, minus one, zero, zero, seven, zero, one, nine, seven, zero, two, and four. Right. That's what he mostly does. That's how Vegas works, I guess, right? They Those are probabilities. If the it, probability is he's not going to get 12 and a half. If it was easy, and they never make it easy. I mean, it just looks like it, and people will bet it, and it'll go the other way. Doesn't the best quarterback usually win the Super Bowl, Ron? Or am I wrong about that? Uh, it doesn't I, always happen. I, think, I know. I think in most cases that's true. Would you like to go through some of them? Sure. Yes, you would. Sure. I can think of one where it didn't happen. Nick Foles against Tom Brady. Right. That was a different one. Last, well, I can think of another one. Maybe it's not true. Maybe I'm compl- Maybe we're wrong. This is why they're them and we're us. Last year, Kansas City, Philly, the better quarterback won. The year before, it was Matt Stafford against Joe Burrow. I think the better court- quarterback lost, right? Although Stafford's pretty damn good. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that, you know, I mean, that that has more to do with Aaron Donald, right, than Stafford, I would think, although he's good too. Brady beat Mahomes. That's a wash. Even Brady at that age was great. I right. mean, And Mahomes was a lot, it was younger then. Mahomes beat Garoppolo. Of course he did. Brady beat, uh, what's his name, Jared Goff. Of course he did. Right. Then you had the exception, Foles beat Brady. You had Brady beating Matty Ice. You had a late-stage Peyton Manning beating Cam Newton. That's an example yeah, of the other way. that when Cam Newton was the MVP yeah. that year, right? Brady over Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson over Peyton Manning. That was the Peyton Manning that threw 55 touchdowns. That's an example that's of a, it. That is one, too. Aaron Rodgers over Ben is pretty much a wash, as is Breeze over, over Peyton Manning. Ben beating Kurt Warner. Eli beating Tom Brady twice. Twice. You have to have great defensive performances for the most part to make that happen, right? A little disappointing that Peter King picked the Tyree catches his greatest Super Bowl play. Yeah, I, 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 I would have gone with Harrison. Or, me too. Or probably Harrison. And Or I, I, I just like Ben's throw to Santonio every bit as much as the Tyree catch, although that catch beat, what, an undefeated team? Yeah. I mean, that was amazing, obviously, right? It was. Well, a big first part but, but, about but it. But it wasn't. You, you, they may, you could make a movie out of the James Harrison thing from the from beginning to end. The first the first part of the Tyree catch, though, was Eli was magical to escape a sack. Yeah, lucky, but yes, magical. I mean, well, whatever, whatever you want to say. He got spun out of it. He, he, a few he, years earlier, that would have been whistled down as in the grass. He, uh, he escaped, and, and then he made the play. And it was a phenomenal play, but it was it just wasn't James Harrison for him. Just speaking to, of which, over my shoulder, there he is. What's he doing live from Radio Row? Boy, he looks like he could still play, huh? He does. Look at those. Look at look at the upper body on him. How about who did we have on yesterday? Oh, Larry Foote, yeah, about who Kendrell said Bell. That, he said that James Harrison wasn't half as violent as Kendrell Bell or explosive <laughs> on the football field. Explosive. How about that? That's do you wish you were at Radio Row right now? I do. I, I always, you know, I didn't like, you know, the, the press conferences and all that, and there's just so many people. I, I did Radio Row probably five or six times and, and loved it. Absolutely I had my biggest thrill of, a, of an interview with at Radio Row, Sugar Ray Leonard. 
Is that right? That's pretty good. One of my heroes from a long time ago, and there he was sitting right in front of me. And I asked him, I said, of all your great wins, I thought the fight where you proved the most and changed more minds about you was when you went 15 rounds punch for punch with Duran in the fight you lost in Montreal. He agreed. We had a great talk. I love that guy, Ron. I also talked to Brooklyn Decker and was just so tongue-tied and intimidated by her. The first thing I said, I didn't know what to ask. I said, Brooklyn, you're married to Andy Roddick. (laughs) And then I said, but you already knew that. And then I didn't know what to ask. Who did you interview there? Oh, I mean, Adam Sandler I interviewed there. Is that right? Yes. Normal guy. I mean, the one year I did, I had I had Rod Woodson sat down with me, Cower, Anthony Munoz was just there. Uh, I just heard from Fudge Brown, who's Dan Marino's right-hand uh, person. She got me Dan Marino every time I was there. Um, Joe Green, I, Lynn was, Swan. Yeah, all, all of those guys, yeah. Cam Michael walked, Irvin. Cam walked through one. He sat down with me. I, I, I can't even remember. I'd have to think back and look at my journal who actually I talked to. It's an amazing, amazing. Uh, it, it, people just walk through, and you and they. But now you have so many, you got to set it up. Right. Sometimes. Guess who we have next, Ron? Who? A recorded message from somebody that you spent a lot of time with. All right. I can't wait. I can't wait. Thank you. It's going to be very, very interesting. Fan Twitter. Brought to you by South Hills Kia, Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. Social media's biggest loser, Mulsey. Brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Reserve your consultation today at awaken180weightloss.com. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder & Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. All right, I want to tell you about J.P. Roofing and Siding. I've told you many times about Joe Patochnik. I've told you about how 42 years ago today, well, maybe not today. I don't know why I always say that because clearly today's not the anniversary. 42 years ago, he decided he wanted to have his own business. No boss coming in and yelling at him all the time. He wanted to yell at himself. So he started the, his roofing and siding business. Him and his mustache started the business together. They each put in an equal amount of money and they've each reaped the benefits, and so have you over these past four-plus decades. Roofing, siding, anything that you need in those two areas, like I did when it was raining in my house, they've taken care of. You You don't thrive for that many years in this market unless you're leaving the customer satisfied. That's what Joe does. That's what they did with me. My friend A-Rod came out to the house. Told my wife and I what the game plan was and then executed it like an expert coordinator, an offensive coordinator, like a script. They just did it. Nationally recognized company, platinum preferred, $500 off right now any roofing or siding installation at J.P. Roofing and Siding. Give them a call, 412-829-7711. That's 829-7711. I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines. Former Pirates catcher Russell Martin. He's been inducted into the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. Pirates report to spring training. Pitchers and catchers on February 15th, now just a week away. Super Bowl 58 between the Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers Sunday in Las Vegas at 6.30. You can hear the game right here on 93.7 The Fan, beginning with Westwood's Ones coverage at 2 o'clock. Also, tonight, 
Pitt basketball against NC State. Big game for the Panthers. Tip off at 7. Our coverage begins at 6.30. Pitt is 5-6 and six overall in the ACC. Headlines are powered by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more. Go to 937thefan.com. What's cooking? Brought to you by Mr. Rooter. Thank you, Mr. Rooter. Very kindly. 412 Rooter 2 and brought to you by your local Geico rep, Tim Hester. Oh, Mr. Hester. Thank you very kindly. Thank you, Mr. Hester. I think I did both parts of it, Joe. Yeah, I think you did. We're coming up on the 50-minute mark here. Brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge Route 19 in Peters Township. Celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. And, Ron, somebody uh, granted you a little treat, didn't they? Two little treats here. Um, I go out there, and there's a gentleman named John who owns the company, I guess, that makes the Big Ben barbecue sauce. We talked about this earlier. Yes. I had it probably, it's 15 years ago, and, you know, Ben started his show and brought some in, and it's old and probably expired, but he brought me in like four new bottles of Big Ben's barbecue sauce. He says it's up to date. We had that conversation earlier about uh, food items named after Pittsburgh sports figures. Got everything from the Mario bun. Right. To, what was it? Were they Flurry Flakes. Flurry Flakes. TJ, did TJ Watt have a cereal named after him? I think he did. I think, well, he's he's now the taco boy on commercials. Casparitis Pickles. Right. We had all kinds of things happening here. So another guy dropped off to City Maddox, Lim- Tommy Maddox Flakes. Yeah. City Limits, a guy named Jerry the Rev Bauer, yeah. dropped me off three pictures. Uh, the classic one is of the old uh, Civic Arena and then of Heinz Field and, and Acrisure Stadium. My kid came in yesterday. She was at the airport. She gets in my car. She goes, Dad, I just met somebody that – you know, congratulated me. You uh, congratulated me on your retirement. I had a Penguins jersey on, and he he writes this letter that he met her. What a wonderful young lady! He sends me these three pictures. The one of the old arena is classic. Yeah, I love that. Classic. I've got a frame shot of the old arena in my basement. You don't know how many cave. times I've spent in there. Oh, did you? Were you here then? Uh, yeah, because the new one yeah. wasn't open until what ten? That was my first beat writing job, and I used to measure my uh, receding hairline in the mirror up there. I used to look. Remember the elevator had a mirror on, on the ceiling, so I, I, I would look up and see if I was getting balder all the I time. Mean, let's it was and I was. Let's face it was a real dump. It turned into be a but real it was our dump. dump. It was our dump. You're right. You're Ron, right. I spent a lot of time in that building. Oh, me too. Including my favorite memory there was when the ping pong ball bounced up for Sidney mm. Crosby. I'll never forget it. Me neither. Well, Ron, you spent a lot of time with this man who couldn't make it, unfortunately, uh, to a live appearance, but left a recorded message, which I thought was incredibly classy. Hey, Cookie, Vinny here. Uh, heard you're uh, uh, hanging up the cleats. Uh, you, you're, 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 you're hanging up the skates. And I, I, uh, I wanted to say congra- congratulations. <laughs> and I remember when I first went in there that first day and I said, is this guy the guy or is he not the guy? And I remember doing his first show and then saying to myself, is he the guy? Is he not the guy? Well, uh, it, it, tur- it, it turns out that, that you you were indeed the guy. So uh, congratulations, and, uh, you know, I hope that, that um, uh, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. All right, bye. <laughs>
Oh, Greg Giannotti. Greg Giannotti doing Vinny Ricci. <laughs> you know, uh, and I know Greg's busy. He, you know, he's become huge in this business. Yeah. He's at the Super Bowl. Right. I'm sure he's busy. And how about him doing that? Um, the best one he ever did was imitating you and me. Yeah. Remember? Well, somehow yeah. you got to find that. See if, I don't know if Cop would know where that would be. See Horse. if you can get that, Mr. P, it, by it, tomorrow. It, it's about when we first started working together. He did both of our voices, and I think he was better on Starkey than he was on me. Well, he also did you and Vinny singing a Christmas carol together, which was (laughs) remarkable. When I heard that, as soon as I heard it, I knew who it was. That's priceless. Man, is that good. Do you miss Vinny, Ron? I do. He's Uh, a good man, huh? No, Vinny, he's not a good man. He's a great man. You know, we had sometimes difficulty working together. Um, but it was, you know, I was the jerk. He was always the great guy. And he, and he, I still talk to him all the time when I'm, my daughter was out in Seattle. We went out to dinner a couple times out there. Yeah. He's a great, great, great human being. He is good news for, uh, our friend Austin over here. I put out a tweet, a Twitter poll I conducted earlier today. I said, one of our producers is named Austin. Is the better nickname here City Limits or Mr. <laughs> P playing on the university uh, Austin P? 198 people voted in one hour. City Limits got 83.8% of the vote. Yeah. Oh, thank you, but listeners. Mr. P doesn't, it doesn't, you don't hear it. I don't know. Something about it. it is growing on me, though, Mr. P. Well, you've called him that a couple times. I know. It just seems a little more natural. You could be in danger here. Somebody recommended that you call Pomp that. He's the new Mr. P. There you go. He's Pomp forever, right? He can only be Pomp. And Pompin' ain't easy, Mr. P, is it? No, it's not. Ron, where do you see the treats I have lined up tomorrow? Oh, boy. I'm already. I, 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 I don't mean to say that. Joe, I, I appreciate it. I'm just dreading tomorrow. I hear you. I'm just dreading. And that has nothing to do with what you've lined up. I know. I hear you on that one. Sally Wigan today uh, mentioning that her and I were involved in a scandalous love affair years ago. <laughs> it's kind of taken off a little <laughs> bit here. <laughs> She's still it? contemplating and pondering. <laughs> of course, that's not true. But what did she said? I was going to take a run at you, she said. I was, we were on a plane together coming back from a Steeler game. I didn't even know her. And we got to talking about the fact that I was single and, you know, what was going to become of me. She was thinking, she said, I thought about taking a run at you. How history would have changed. And I told you the one person in this world who wishes you would have done that. Mrs. Starkey. Mrs. Starkey. Starkey. She wishes you'd have gone for Sally Wigan. And like I told you, I would have taken her name. I would have been named Joe, (laughs) Joe Wigan. And our kids would have been little Cornelius and Cornelia Wigan. There you go. Jay Caulfield was tremendous today. Mel Blunt was great. Even Mark Caballi melted into the moment, didn't he? Ron? Yeah, he did. Kind of, kind of shocked me a little. It's bit. not easy for I wasn't him to ex- show his emotion. I wasn't expecting love, but one other one really stood out today too. Frank mm. Lalama, my high school baseball coach. That was amazing. My high school. He said base. he called you Ronnie. Uh, the whole time he called me Ronnie. Ron, I mean, how old is he? He's got to be 90, right? No, no. He was he was pretty young when he was my coach. I'll bet he's, he's mid-70s probably. Oh, that's it? Yeah, mid-70s. Holy horse milk. Not that I had him pegged older or based yeah, on he his might age. Be closer, I was just doing the math. He might be closer to 80, yeah, now that I think about it. Because when I first knew him, I was in ninth grade. 
This has been a whale of a day. I started my day talking to Scotty Bowman, who is 90, and he was very happy that the Penguins' 17-game winning streak was preserved, even though, of course, like everybody, he laments the fact that they didn't win the Cup that year. I think that streak deserves a little more respect. They've been playing hockey for 108 years, and nobody has ever won 17 games in a row except those Penguins. I believe you can read about it on postgazette.com, right? I believe you can. You're giving him a little bit of respect there. What are you going to do tonight? Uh, you know what? I, my normal response is go have a few beers, but I got so much to do. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, go have a few I, beers. I got, I, I mean, I'm, my final column, I'm trying to put finishing touches on it. Yeah. So I got I to gotta do that, too. That's coming out Sunday? Coming out Sunday. And you're leaving Friday for Florida? No, I got the eye doctor appointment with uh, Terry Verstratton, the best maybe one of the best docks I've ever known. And then early Saturday morning, the boat's pulling out of seven fields. Wow. That is amazing. About an 18-hour drive. Um, going to try to do 11 maybe in the first day and seven. Second, I'm going to be there for kickoff. Does Taylor do some of the driving? Oh, yeah. She, she, she can drive. She can drive. So I, I And I'm really looking. I dread the drive, but... Being with her will make it all worthwhile. Oh, I man. Mean, we'll just have so many, so much fun and so many laughs. And as you well know, she's the absolute love of my life and why I get up every morning. And then you'll pull in and you'll be in, in Florida, for God's sakes, with the palm trees and the sun, enough beer to last you in the next 20 years, watching the Super Bowl. I'm jealous, really. I think a lot of people probably are. You left on your own terms, and you're going to drink yourself silly amidst the palm trees, right? <laughs> but like I told you, Joe, there's such mixed feelings because I do. I have so much to look forward to going down there. Yeah. But I'm leaving behind an awful lot. Yeah. I'm leaving behind an awful lot. Well, we got one more of these, Ron. All so right, I'll see Joe, you in the morning. Why don't we head for uh, shoot for 10 o'clock tomorrow morning? City Limits, are you going to be here? I'll be here for Ron's farewell. I'm excited for it. You're in the position that I was in for my first assignment at the then the Greensburg Tribune Review City Limits. Do you know what one of my first assignments was? What's that? To go cover Myron Cope's final radio show. Oh, jeez. I was a nervous wreck. The only two people there covering it were me and Bob Smizek. Myron did jello shots during the show. Can we get Ron <laughs> to do that tomorrow? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, that would be amazing. Uh, Bring in some jello shots, will you? I don't think so. No, he's a rum and coke man. Yeah, that's right. right. We'll share one, Ron. There yeah. you go. We're going to have all kinds of treats tomorrow. See, See you, you then, boys Austin. in the morning. See you then. All right, the Good Feet store. Uh, you know, I've told this story now a couple different times. I, I had foot pain for a lot of years. It ended my uh, prolific pickup basketball career. Joints of my big toes. This was long before the Good Feet store. And they used to scream to me. And what did my feet say to me? City limits. Help me. Help me. Many times they said that. And finally, all these years later, after I retired from pickup basketball, and was starting to feel it on the golf course too, because if, if you play the way that I play, you're doing a lot of walking, chasing after your golf ball. The Good Feet store with a very simple solution. Good Feet Arch Supports. They got a whole system going. You don't have to buy new shoes or any of that kind of stuff. Their system fits your shoe. Their supports fits your shoe. And I started to experience relief from that kind of pain. And now I hear words like this. Thank you.
Thank you. Thank you. Isn't that heartwarming, Austin? So much better than help me. Yeah, I think it is. I went to the Robinson Town Center store across from Ikea. You could try Cranberry Township. That's closer to you. Route 19 North next to Walgreens or check out goodfeet.com. Come on in and try the Good Feet feeling today. I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines. 3-0. Pens were winners last night. First came back from the All-Star break at PPG Paints Arena. Goals from Chris Letang, Jeff Carter, Brian Russ got the job done as Tristan Jari recorded his league-high sixth shutout of the season. 53 points for the Pens now. That's five back of a wild-card spot, both third place in the Metro and the final wild-card in the East. For Mike Sullivan's 800th career game behind the bench and Jake Gensel's 500th career NHL game. Pitt basketball tonight against NC State at 7 o'clock. Our coverage begins right here on The Fan at 6.30, and you can also hear it on your Odyssey app. Headlines are powered by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more, go to 93.7thefan.com.